Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 1131, season 11, episode 31. You know, at a certain level, a lot of this type of work has begun, is, is, is uh, beginning to seem a little redundant. And I say that not in a positive light, right? What I'm, what I'm saying is uh, it feels like we're uh, – like earlier, earlier this week I had a conversation, a couple of conversations actually with a lot of different people, and it's the tightening of the screws – it's the it's 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 the tearing at the seams, right? The ripping of the social fabric. It's like, you know, one of the things people keep talking about is how how did those folks in Germany not see that Hitler was coming to power? Like, how did people not recognize that the Nazis were doing what they were doing? Fast forward, to, you know, 1940s, 1943, 1942, the Weimar Republic after. You know, after Hitler made his moves, you know, the world asked, how could this have happened? Well, it didn't happen overnight. Like, that's the problem. We as humans have this, like, Hollywood theatrical, crazy approach as to how we think the breakdown of civilization is going to take place, how society is going to collapse, and and what that's going to look like. But it doesn't happen like that. And it's not going to happen like that. It's a slow, creeping situation. Very, very slow. And every day and every week, we are seeing that slow, creeping change take place. It's like we talked about it just the other week. The... National divorce, the quote, national divorce, the secession theory uh, that's been common throughout the entirety of this season. How did you how do you get to a point like that to where it's 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 disagreement? It's a disagreement. It's not necessarily an intolerance to find resolve or a peaceful understanding, agreeing to disagree. But it's 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 worse than that now. It's a slow creeping I don't want to say death, but a slow creeping situation. We are for sure going to see the United States broken up. We are going to see that actually uh, pushed as a good thing. And then just like that, they have their FEMA districts. They have their Hunger Games scenario. No, man, but it's like, how do you get to that point? How do you get to a point to where society literally rips apart at the fabric? You have a lot of what we talk, what, what's been talked about throughout this uh, this whole year, man, and a lot of it's going to take place. We're 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 seeing an unstoppable force meet an immovable object, and truly, it's it is it is crazy to see. And that's all we're doing day after day, week after week, is talking about how it's 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 no longer seeing like a, a train hit in slow motion. The train is hit. We're off the rails. Things are about to get really, really wild. 
And, uh, you know, for some people, they can either wrap their heads around what they need to take care of. Uh, for other people, you know, they're just kind of clamming up and putting the blinders on. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen it. Uh, and they've, they've, they've entered into a state of rabid degeneracy. And so it's crazy, man. It truly is wild to see what society has transformed into uh, in, a, in, in, in a short amount of time. And I only foresee it intensifying, too. Uh, let me go ahead and just fly through some of the topics we'll be talking about on this week's podcast episode, season 11, episode 31. I'll do a little bit of a quick intro, uh, and then we will get into the radar read. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul came out talking about how Americans should be afraid of their government. Says that there is a watch list for dissenters that's already being created. We have an Australia clip of how they are building quarantine camps, FEMA camps, for ongoing operations. Uh, also, this took place this week. We had a BLM supporting couple arrested for trying to sell nuclear secrets to U.S. enemies. Now, think about this. This is the, we, we've talked about it here on the show before. Traitors within our government. People who have sold us out. But. But now we have actual evidence. Actual evidence. And stuff to talk about like that to me is uh, is 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 mind blowing in and of itself. Uh, We're going to go back over that article that we read last week on the news read on the news on the radar read about the Pennsylvania step representative introducing a parity bill to limit men to having three children before mandating vasectomies. They say that's a parody, but, you know, in, in a clown world like this, how do we know they're not serious? These authoritarians will push as much as they can. Uh, we also had the hashtag no vaccine mandates trend this week as you had people, literally pilots, stewardesses, technicians, people on the plane, Literally saying, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not accepting the jab. We have a couple of videos that we'll get into uh, for you good people. The people are fighting back. The resistance is awakening, as well as California banning small off-road gas engines, including lawnmowers and chainsaws. The Agenda 21 rolling out for you. It, it, it's crazy. And, and, and the fact that they're also trying to ban meat. Now, think about this. We've talked about this, how there are geneticists that want to make humans meat intolerant so, so, they, so, so, so they don't consume meat, so they don't put off greenhouse gases. It, this is crazy. This is transhumanism. We have a very information-packed transmission for you guys. There's no doubt about that. But what I want to do real quick before we actually get into the show and break things down for you guys uh, what I what I really want to do is just take a quick second instead of flying through everything like I typically do, and I want to just point you in the direction of <laughs> I guess the easiest thing to say is our newest Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash the noise era. Yeah, the noise era. <laughs> I want to point you guys in that direction because we're going to be talking about it this week or at least this episode uh economic uncertainty supply line disruptions shortages things like this and more um 
I don't know. Everybody's hurting. But I got to shoot you guys straight. I want to. I want to do this full time. I want to do this full time. I want to help. I want to do my part. I want to get the job done. I want to do the work, man. But uh, as you all know, since April, earlier this year, like two weeks before I got married, the technocrats sought it appropriate to literally kick us off of their platforms. And then a couple days later, so did Patreon. This is like our fourth time around. Uh, but patreon.com forward slash the noise era. I want to point you guys in the direction of that because we've got four tiers up. It's super simple. Very, very basic. That's the idea. Uh, and it's to give you guys that ability to support us, man. I need you guys to support me. I think that's the easiest way to say it is we do not move forward. We do not move forward unless we have your guys' support. We do not get things done unless we have your support. There's a lot of things that I'd like to do, a lot of I mean, a lot of minds that can be awoken, a lot of different type of work that can take place. I mean, look at what we've been able to accomplish, again, on our shoestring bubblegum budget, which is nothing. I've had to take on additional jobs in my area uh, and lose, essentially lose time with the wife and the baby, uh, you know, to handle dad duties. And I'm happy to do that. I'm definitely happy to take care of them. But what I also feel like that does is that takes away from you guys. So what I'm trying to say is if you guys want me to keep doing more of this type of work, I need you to support me. And whether that's getting an exclusive membership, whether that's getting storable goods, whether that's getting anti-EMF Wi-Fi shield and clothing, blue light blocking glasses, uh, concentrated dosages of liquid vitamin from Dow Drops, whatever it is, direct donations and support, whatever it is, that lets me know that you guys are just as committed as me. We've been doing this for several years. And to be quite honest, I feel like it's a little bit of a shameful thing to do to get up here and beg the audience. But at the same time, not really, because that shows you how hard I'm willing to do everything for this work if the right amount of support is there. And when we started this, we didn't know that we would be able to transform into what we what we have, what we've done. But if this is what we became out of a response and out of like uh, what basically feels like a compulsion. Imagine what would happen if we had more support. So please guys, patreon.com forward slash the noise era, go there, get a, become an exclusive member or hit the link in the description bar below and get a subscription tier, right? There are multiple ways for you guys to support this operation. I would hope I would I would highly recommend that you do so. Because I'm not going to go away. You know, people ask me, what's the solution to this? And I say, we can't back down. No matter how fearful we may be, no matter how scared the uh, scary the things they say and do are, we cannot back down. The minute we back down, the minute we retreat is the minute they steamroll us. We need to learn to fight back. Now more than ever, operations like ours are needed to lead the charge, to plant the seeds, to remind the people why we're fighting, what to look out for, and how to handle what's happening now. But if I'm having to spend all of my time trying to figure out, okay, how do I 
how do I just keep the lights on on this without being burnt out by it? Definitely not burnt out. I think if anything, what I'm burnt out on doing is is is, is having to beg, having to you know request the audience's support, and it shouldn't be a bad thing. I think that's another. That's another thing that we'll have to figure out why that uh, why that complex is there. We'll deal with that at another time. But at this time, guys, I need you to support us. I need you to go to patreon.com forward slash the noise era and support us. I opened it up to the public as well. The first post I put there is for uh, the Smorgasbord edition, which is seasons one through six, as well as our Building the Matrix documentary. So even if you don't support us, even if you don't become an exclusive member or just get like a random tier there, you can still get access to our content. I'll be uploading other things as well, uh, but that also takes time. And so if you guys understand what I'm saying, I say I'm, I'm saying time is money. Energy is time. I need the support in order for me to put the time and the energy into building what we've built. Into taking care of what we've created. We could do so much more. And all I need from you, the audience, is to go to patreon.com forward slash the noise era and support us or, or go to coffee.com forward slash noise era. I'll put all the links for you guys to support us in the description bar below, as well as in the episode article. So you guys can figure out how to support us. And please, I really mean this. Like I'm not coming up over. I'm, I'm not doing a bit. That's why I'm just starting to show off shooting you straight saying, hey, you may have noticed some of the lackluster performance and what we've done. It's because I feel like, you know, the support's not there. <laughs> I talk with our exclusive members. That's one thing. Uh, but for, to our wider and grander audience, you know, this is a time where we need you guys. And I understand we'll be talking about it later on in the in the show. 40% of, of American households are experiencing financial hardship. I'm not asking for an arm and a leg. I'm saying that if every single audience member that's listening right now supported a single dollar or got like a subscription tier for a singular dollar, we would not be having these problems because you guys would see proof of concept. You'd see what we were doing. You would get it. We would come back like a phoenix rising from the ashes. And that's why we're stumbling this time. It says... The, the good book says God brings you down so he can humble you. I have been humbled and I can only be rebuilt with his grace, with his blessing and your guys' support. So please, patreon.com forward slash the noise era. Coffee.com forward slash noise era. Get a subscription tier in our Telegram chat. Get yourself storable goods. We'll be going over this uh, in the third segment as well. Shortages. And how the mainstream media is now warning the wider Americans that, hey, some of the some of the products, some of the some of the gifts, some of the things you're used to, they're just not going to be there. Get used to seeing empty shelves just like that. Get storable goods. Because you will need them. And with that being said. Let's start. The show, let's go ahead and get into. The radar read. You know, and I'll, and I'll be honest too. Now, here's a here's a perfect example of what we would do if we started to get more support every single time we did the radar reads. Right? We would have a cool little thing like this 
that says, all right, let's start today or let's start this week's weekly radar read. We would do something like this. Except it would have radar read by factions of freedom. You get what I'm saying? It would have the the radar read or the news blitz, something cool like that, right? That's what we would do. But again, we can only do this with your guys' support. I hope you guys will do so. Enough of the plugging and the and the spamming. Patreon.com forward slash the noise era. And with that being said, let's start the show. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, sorry to, again, take up so much of your guys' time. We all we all only have so much of it. Check this out right here. Uh, nothing to see here. U.S. Army showcasing robot dogs with rifles for foreheads. Or for heads. This comes from the Free Thought Project. It's by Caitlin Johnstone. Says an exhibit or at an exhibit booth in the Association for the United States Army's annual meeting and exhibition, Ghost Robotics, the military friendly competitor to better known Boston Dynamics, proudly showed off a weapon that is designed to attach its quadruped bots made by a company called Sword Defense Systems. And for our audio listeners, you know, I won't play the clip. You guys can go find it on our Telegram channel. Uh, but basically, it looks like Boston Dynamics Dog with a rifle on top. Yes, they put a 6.5 Creedmoor sniper payload on this robot. That's intense. That's intense. How about that for the radar read? And pay attention to that's what maybe we'll get into this too whenever we start talking about, you know, the Seattle police force Having its 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 uh, people step down, the military stepping down, the national guard stepping down—that's okay. They'll just replace us with robots, with rifle-headed robots. Insane. Let's get back into the news. Right here, Seattle police staffing woes prompts emergency dispatch plan. Yeah, we'll be uh, for sure talking about that, guys. How uh, these. These, these strikes, these walk-offs, the things that people are doing, how that is for sure going to aid in the civil unrest, in the destabilization, in the economic uh, collapse, the turmoil. We're about to see some crazy stuff uh, for a number of reasons. But speaking of crazy, check this out. Facebook is building artificial intelligence that sees, hears, and, quote, understands everything we do. Let's see if we can find a little bit more about this. It comes from End Times Headlines. Let's see. We'll put this up October 14th. It says Fedbook wants to build artificial intelligence that learns to understand the world like humans by watching our every move. How, how strange is that, man? It says the tech giant has announced plans to teach AI to understand and interact with the world like we do in first person. It hopes to do this by using video and audio from augmented reality glasses like its new high-tech Ray-Bans. Quote, AI typically learns from photos and videos captured in third person, but next-generation AI will need to learn from videos to show how the world, to show the world from the center of action, the company said. It went on to say that, quote, AI that understands the world from this point of view 
could unlock a new era of immersive experiences. For the Ego 4D project, Fedbook gathered 2,200 hours of first-person video from 700 people going about their daily lives in order to begin training its AI assistants. It says that it wants the AI, or it wants to teach the AI to remember things so we can ask it what happened when, predict human action, and try to anticipate our needs, manipulate hands and objects in order to learn new skills, and keep a video diary of everyday life and recall specific moments. They also want to make sure that it learns and understands social interactions. It goes on to say that these tasks can be performed by any AI system right now, but could play a central role in Fedbook's plans to build the metaverse, a digital 3D overlay of reality using VR and AR. So just like that, we're becoming more robotic and the robots are becoming more human. Just like that, they're merging us, dumbing us down and making them, quote, artificially intelligent. Artificial intelligence that wants to see, hear, and understand everything we do. Now, that's creepy. We're talking about pre-crime. You should know that. Uh, we're talking about the technocracy. We're talking about the, the autonomous society. We're talking about humanity 2.0. You see, right now we're being told that humans were diseased, were plagued, were sick, were weak. And that through technology and science, we could be made whole. You see that anti-human trap, that satanic lie right there? You see how that works? Well, at the same time, exalting technology as if it is the arbiter of truth. As if it is the pinnacle of veritas. The tool is only as good as its user. Let's get back into the news read. Hmm. Says Biden walks away again without taking questions after falsely claiming vaccine mandates had nothing to do with the Southwest Airlines debacle. Yeah, that has everything to do. It's not weather, unless they're talking about the political weather and the way that the weather's, the way the winds are blowing, the way the political winds are blowing. That's the only weather anomaly that would cause that type of outcome. How crazy is that? This guy's a liar, bro. I mean, most and all politicians truly are. But the fact that we have an occupied government op acting the way it do, does right now is very dangerous because they know what they're doing. They're upsetting the people. Jen Psaki called this a debacle or a, a, a hubbub. Uh, we'll cover more of that later on. Yeah, look at this. Canada buckles up for mass healthcare firings from the Drudge Report feed. Yeah, because again, is it this what Biden said last week? He said, This is a good thing. Vaccine mandates work. It doesn't matter if people are walking off. We need to get those vaccinated numbers up. We need to make people obedient. We don't care about people that have dissenting opinions, alternative viewpoints. No, 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 no. We need to get those numbers up. This is a good thing. Mass healthcare firings are a good thing. Stupid jabroni doesn't understand what he's doing. Or better yet, he knows what he's doing. Everyone going on a strike over the vaccine mandate will cause 
or aid to the collapse of the country. And that's what he wants. We have a clip that we're playing in the third segment about how that's exactly what Biden wants to do. He wants to reshape the, the economy. Fundamental change is what Jin Psaki called it. Moving on, check this out right here. Father arrested at a school board meeting in Loudoun, Virginia, alleges his daughter was sexually assaulted in a school bathroom. Yeah, by a man or a boy wearing a dress. Yep. And the school covered it up because, oh, well, you know, bad press. I don't think there's a clip for this one. Uh, But yeah, father arrested at a school board meeting in Loudoun, Virginia, alleges Daughter was sexually sexually assaulted in the school bathroom. This comes from Anna Stotts. It says a father who was arrested at a school board meeting in Loudoun, Virginia, has come out and revealed that his daughter was brutally sexually assaulted at her school by a male in the girls' washroom. On June 22nd, Scott Smith was dragged out of a Loudoun County school board meeting by police after getting into a vocal altercation with board members over the proposed policy that would enshrine the ability for students to use whatever bathroom they chose. The scuffle was caught on tape and went viral shortly after, showing Smith being pulled from the venue in cuffs with a bloody lip. Smith was ultimately charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. But disturbing new details are emerging as Smith has come forward to explain what happened that day and accused the Loudoun County School Board of ignoring his daughter's sexual assault in a girl's restroom At her school, Smith claims the assault occurred on May 28th, in which a 15-year-old boy allegedly wearing a skirt entered a girl's bathroom at Stonebridge High School, where he proceeded to sexually assault Smith's ninth grade daughter. How wild is that? They got to cover, they have to cover this type of stuff up. (laughs) they've got to cover it up. Incredible. It's like, Hey, no, let's, let's really break this down. This 15 year old kid, this boy in a dress came in there and sexually assaulted my child. No, we need to bring attention to this. Don't try to just cover this up. See, this is just more evidence of the clown world that we're living in right now. That's why there's so much to, so much to go on right there because we'll be talking about how parents have been labeled domestic terrorists and how they're fighting back shortly after the radar read. But think about this. This is so much clown world right there that a father is the bad guy for standing up for protecting his daughter's sanctity, her purity, her virginity. And the fact that you got a 15-year-old boy over there wearing a dress thinking that it's okay to act like this. No. But you see, the father's the bad guy because he's getting arrested. Not the fact that you have a 15-year-old boy who's mentally disturbed having his way with somebody of the opposite gender and thinking that he could get away with it because of whatever whatever fake right he came up with or whatever fake rights they gave him. We got to move on. We got to move on. We'll come back to that later on. Uh, Pandemic wiped out entire savings of 20% of U.S. household. Yep. I do not doubt it. People have had to dig into their savings. People have had to take out loans. It's incredible. 
Look at this string. Here's 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 more of the Bond does gay bars. Actor Craig reveals he dislikes aggression of hetero spaces. So I think it was earlier this week we had Superboy come out as bisexual. And then a couple months back you had one of the uh one of the Robins too also have like a a homosexual relationship. So that's what's happening now. Movies are gay. Comic books are gay. Superheroes are gay. Uh, football's gay. Police officers are gay. And, I'm, and, and I know I'm kind of being like, you know, a little bit of a jerk, a little bit of a troll. But what I'm trying to show you is how this is what happens when you when you let your your role models become people like that. Like you've got to see the programming everywhere. I, 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 I'm beginning to watch TV shows, like children TV shows, because I, I watch a lot of intense stuff. I'm watching children TV shows, uh, you know, because I've got Maggie around. I've got the baby there, and I wanted to listen to, you know, stuff that's her age appropriate. And even there, you know, you've you've, you've got to watch out for some of the things that they put in there. Uh, talks of magic, talks of wizardry spells you know uh and, and 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 other things like that as well communist globalist tactics things like this uh, but moving on yep see daniel craig reveals he goes to gay venues to to avoid aggressive dick swinging in hetero bars there's james bond daniel craig actor daniel craig telling you that he hangs out in gay bars That's what you, uh, that's what people pay attention to. Uh, let's get another one in here. A federal judge finds DC, DC jail warden in contempt, demands DOJ civil rights probe of January 6th detainees. Yeah, because they're being treated like prisoners, political prisoners. We'll be talking about this here shortly. Uh, shameful. 16-year-old girl cheered on by parents across America for fighting off those they failed to fight. Yeah, there was a 16-year-old girl that was handcuffed and arrested for refusing to wear a mask. Uh, and this is this is this is this is where our tax dollars go. This is what people are paying for. Where fathers can't even stand up to uh, their daughter's rapes. And where children literally get escorted out of school for not wearing a mask. This is the clown world. This is the clown world. Continuing on. Virginia mom who survived mouse purge says DOJ and school board association use communistic tactics. I would have to agree. Says a Virginia woman who lived through Mao's cultural revolution in China before immigrating to the United States said actions taken by the National School Boards Association and the Justice Department remind her of tactics adopted by Chinese Communist Party to stop pa parents from speaking out. I'd say that's a good place for us to pivot into the actual news of this episode. I would have to say that that is the, the spot right there. Uh, because think about that, man. You're literally like, 
you're calling parents domestic terrorists for standing up again for their child's sanctity, their humanity, uh, their future, saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't want my child being taught this. Who do I have to talk to to bring these people down? Think about this. How crazy is that? Domestic terrorists for getting involved in your child's education. But that's the length that this Biden administration, that this Biden regime, that this occupied government is willing to go to. Let's go ahead. Pull up a quick clip for you guys of Rand Paul earlier this week talking about how Americans need to be fearful, afraid is the word he chose, afraid of their government because they have a watch list of dissenters that already exists. So if you didn't think you were on a watch list, here's Rand Paul telling you that that you are. If you didn't think you were being monitored by the feds or that just by speaking out, they would notice. Here's Rand Paul telling you that they will and they have. And that's the plan. What we need to understand, first and foremost, before we even get into this clip, what we need to understand is this is what I was trying to talk about earlier in the intro of the show. We cannot back down. We cannot step step back. We have to push forward because if we if we give these people an inch, man, I'm telling you, they're going to go overboard. But uh, here is Rand Paul saying we need to be I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say afraid. I would just say mindful of our government. Disagree with the Dems at your own risk. Joe Biden is calling on his attorney general, Merrick Garland, and the FBI to crack down on what he considers to be the real domestic terrorists, parents at school board meetings. Have a problem with mask mandates or critical race theory in your children's schools? Nope. Try that again. All right. Might have to refresh it. Okay, well... While that's doing that, it's at least good that we have some people standing up in the system, pushing back to let them know that uh, alternative viewpoints are important because right now we're just being dog trained into following this uh, this globalist agenda. Here is Senator Rand Paul. Disagree with the Dems at your own risk. Joe Biden is calling on his attorney general, Merrick Garland, and the FBI to crack down on what he considers to be the real domestic terrorists, parents at school board meetings. Have a problem with mask mandates or critical race theory in your children's schools? The G-men may come knocking on your door. Why such a drastic move? Why now? Well, the National School Boards Association demanded Biden do it in a letter to him last week. Meanwhile, the mob that surrounded and threatened Senator Rand Paul and his wife outside the White House last year they're free to go. Joining me now is Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. Thank you, Senator, for taking the time to join me. Thank you. This seems absolutely ridiculous. I wonder what your reaction is to uh, this word from Attorney General Garland. 
you know, both wife, my wife and I have been through a lot, not only being myself being shot at the ball field when Steve Scalise was nearly killed, being there when a mob of 100 surrounded us, threatening to kill us, holding us essentially hostage until policemen came and broke us free. They were assaulting the policemen as they were trying to get us to the hotel. One of the policemen was ultimately bloodied and had a laceration that required stitches above his eye. They arrested that one person, but that person was then released on their own recognizance the same night. For assaulting a police officer released the same night, to our knowledge, he's still not been tried for this crime. I say good luck on finding him. We asked them to investigate the mob of 100 to see who paid for them to come to D.C., who was putting them up in $1,000-a-night hotels. Not one thing was ever done by the Department of Justice, but now moms at school boards are being, you know, told that they're criminals, potential domestic terrorists for the crime of dissent. And I think criminalizing dissent is something that we should all be appalled with. Senator, you and I are old enough to remember 20 years ago when there was a great deal of rage on the left concerning uh, the reaction to September 11th, uh, raising concerns that the Patriot Act and other steps would be used uh, to silence dissenters or violate American privacy. Today's left seems to be entirely in favor of that, especially when it comes to issues, issues like critical race theory and pushing back against these mandates. What changed? Well, I think the problem is it's become so normalized to use government to search out and seek out your opponents. So, for example, when FISA warrants, which are supposed to be foreign intelligence surveillance court warrants, they're supposed to be used on foreigners, were used against Trump campaign and Trump campaign operatives, the left didn't blink an eye. And there are people I know on the left who should have stepped forward and should have said how wrong it is to use this foreign intelligence court that uses a standard lower than the Constitution to go after a political campaign. And yet the left, once it became about Trump, their hatred of Trump trumped everything else. And I have a feeling and a fear that the left has become more authoritarian than we can really even imagine. Matt Taibbi writes for the Rolling yes. Stone, I think from a left wing perspective, probably, but he's a good journalist. And he Thanks. writes about how we used to, the left used to be proud of skepticism and questioning authority and how the left now has become more like, uh, you know, Plato's sort of concept that, you know, obey the experts. And if you don't, we should censor out dissent. And this is a dangerous trend, I think, for the country. There's another uh, part of this that I'm concerned about, which is that big tech seems very willing to cooperate with the government in every respect in this regard without, you know, sort of going through any of the processes that are normally put in place that require you to go to court, that require you to go through the various processes in order to violate people's privacy and, and chase them down as if they are actual threats. I'm very, very concerned, and I'm sure that there are people across the country who are concerned, that if they go to their local school board and say the wrong thing, that they're going to end up on some list that Merrick Garland goes after. What would you say to those people today? I would say be afraid, be afraid of your government. And that's a, a sad thing from someone in the government to say. But the thing is, is those lists already exist. For example, people in Northern Virginia that have gone to have been then sought out by the school council, by the members of the school board and retaliated in a sort of legalistic way to try to put them on some sort of list and, and chill their speech by letting them know there'll be a penalty for showing up and protesting. Look, there are all kinds of laws about decorum and there ought to be. You know, the, the idiot woman that goes in the bathroom filming Center Cinema in a bathroom, that is illegal according to every local ordinance, and you should punish it, punish that person. If you go to a school board meeting and you're disruptive and you don't obey the rules of the school board meeting, then there will be local punishment. 
but it has nothing to do with the federal law, has nothing to do with the Department of Justice. What Merrick Garland did is he's attempting to stifle dissent, and he's attempting to say, beware, or Big Brother's coming after you if you speak out against my policies or against the Biden policies. And that is designed to shut up everyone who isn't willing to sacrifice everything that they have in order to make that argument. Thank you so much. And that's what it is. We're going to have to sacrifice everything for our argument. We're going to have to know full head going in what the risks are, what could happen, the causes. It's going to take everything to get anything with these people. you got to understand that. Because, again, these people, they're not going to give us an inch. They're not going to give us our comeuppance. They're not going to tell the truth. We have to be willing to give it all. Because these people are, you know. I'm going to be getting into this article here shortly about how there's 100 pages of leaked Fedbook secret blacklists of dangerous individuals and organizations. I'm pretty sure we're on that. We'll get into that here shortly. But, you know, I was talking about this just the other day with somebody. How? Because we were just fellowshipping, man. We were talking about uh, Daniel's diet. We were talking about uh, the, the being put into the lion's den, tried by the furnace, stuff like this. We were fellowshipping. We were talking, going over scripture, uh, going over how the Bible proves prophecy and how prophecy proves like God's God's will and how, you know, there's these different cycles of time and these different ages of humanity, but we were fellowship and we were talking and it was crazy because, you know, here we are having this great conversation. It was me and this lady, this older lady. And she, and, 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 and it dawned on me. I was like, you know, the craziest part about all of this is the fact that the people we're going up against our adversaries. They know everything we're knowing, except they have consciously chosen to be on the opposite aisle, the opposite side of that discussion. The same way we're sitting here, you know, talking about Bible prophecy, the mark of the beast, uh, transhumanism, giants, Nephilim, fallen entities, things like this and more. The same way we're just, you know, immersed in this is the same way they're saying we need to bring back these fallen entities. We need to sacrifice more people to the dark Lord. We have, we it was, it was just crazy, like how quickly the conversation had switched once we understood that now we were actually talking about people who were consciously committed to carrying out evil. And that's for sure what we're up against. It's like you see Don Lemon and you see uh, one of the Cuomo brothers up there and you see them live with such, uh, with, 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 with such ease and so suave about it, so suave that they convince you that, oh, well, maybe I should re- reassess my position. No, 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 no. These people are liars, man. Through and through. But that's how that's how convincing they are. So what 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 and this goes back to what I was talking about at the start of the show, the great separation, the great divide, the great reset, the national divorce, the secession theory, civil war, all that type of stuff. It goes back to that the same way they are committed and convinced and trying to convert other people is the same way that we need to be committed, convinced and converting others, man, because there is no middle ground at this point. You have people who were consciously working against the truth, consciously working against the natural element of things. And it's insane. And that's who we're up against. We're not against evil. We're against people who have consciously chosen 
to be the aggressors, to be the adversaries. But here, let me get back into these articles. Uh, Let's go ahead and continue on with the show. Check this out right here. A hundred pages of leaked FedBook's secret blacklist of dangerous organizations and individuals. This comes from the Great Game India. They put this up October 13th. It says the just leaked FedBook's secret blacklist of dangerous individuals and organizations has over 4,000 entries. Among them are entities sanctioned by the U.S. as terrorists, historical villains, cartels, militia groups, as well as, excuse me, as well as dissidents, historical villains. Oh, man, I wonder if I'm there. It says the 100-page document was somehow obtained and published on Tuesday by The Intercept, which noted that, quote, nearly everyone and everything on the list is considered a foe or threat by America or its allies, and over half consists of alleged foreign terrorists. It says the Internet or The Intercept cites activists to frame the list as, quote, an unaccountable system that disproportionately punishes certain communities. What with the terrorism suspects being, quote, Middle Eastern, South Asian, and Muslim, and those alleged to be violent criminals, quote, predominantly black and Latino. Meanwhile, the outlet says there are, quote, far looser prohibitions on discussing, quote, predominantly white anti-government militias. Almost 1,000 entries in the terrorism portion of the list are from the specially designated Global Terrorists, the SDGT, a sanctions list maintained by the U.S. Treasury Department. Affiliates of Islamic State and Al-Qaeda are listed right alongside Hamas and Hezbollah, the Taliban, Yemen's Houthi militants, as well as entries tied to Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, such as the Iran Tractor Manufacturing Company. Oh, wow. Goes on to say the Communist Parties of India and the Philippines are also on the list, as is the Kurdistan Workers' Party, designated by Turkey as a terrorist organization, but not by the U.S. Other notable names include the Japanese death cult, Aum Shinrikyo. Oh, I, 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 those were the guys that uh, thought by setting off a bomb on a train they could help depopulate the planet. Very interesting. Um, and Adam Waffen Division, a U.S. white supremacist group, recently exposed as being secretly backed by the FBI. The organized crime category predictably lists the major U.S. street gangs, the Crips, the Bloods, and the Latin Kings, Mexican drug cartels such as the Sinaloa, Tijuana, and Los Detas, a number of Brazilian organized crime gangs, as well as Mara Salvatrucha, the notorious MS-13. Things get interesting when one gets to the, quote, hate group category, where alongside the Nazis of World War II, there are dozens of, quote, hateful music bands, outfits like Knights Templar International, Proud Boys, and Ukraine's neo-Nazi Azov Battalion. Right alongside are the English Defense League, Generation Identitaire, and its sister organization in the U.S. and the European countries, a Canadian student group called Students for Western Civilization and Men's Rights Groups, Activists for a Voice of Men. And you guys kind of get it from there. You guys can see if you would like to see uh, who's on the actual list and other things like that. You can you can go find it. Uh, but here's more evidence, right, uh, of of Whenever you create an organization, whenever you begin to fight back, uh, of course, the government is going to come after you. They're going to squash your dissent. They're going to call you a crazy conspiracy theorist or a domestic terrorist. 
It's like a couple of years ago, remember, we, we talked about this. DHS said that conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists were considered domestic extremists and domestic, ext- uh, domestic extremists uh, ideologies. And now, underneath this Biden regime, we've seen them criminalize libertarianism, anarchism, uh, what they call religion, ex- religious extremists, and nativism, man. So just literally, if you have any type of ideology, if you just think any other way other than what they tell you to think, you're, you're a criminal. You're, you're eventually going to be one of those historical villains. Think about this. How wild is that? A historical villain. All for speaking your mind? All for thinking? All for having a viewpoint that's not prescribed to you by your scientific overlords? And people think that this is a good idea. We've got three more years of this jabroni, man. That's the crazy part. We got three more years. This jabroni trying to carry on and act like this. This is normal. This is crazy to me. But, you know, I'm telling you, we're, we're not done yet. This, this may be crazy, but I tell you, we're not done yet. We're only like two or three articles into the actual insanity. Let me play for you guys real quick a couple of clips of police officers running up on civilians in Australia, double-checking them because they had posted something on Fedbook or on social media. They were criticizing lockdown six, month ago, six months ago, so they got a, 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 a visit by the cops. This is what we can all expect in the world that these people are creating. That's the main part about this. This is the insanity that they're trying to get us used to. This is the authoritarianism they feel like justifies their actions. Well, something is going on with our browser here. We are having a real hard time just letting uh, uh, the Telegram operate which is really doing a number on our flow for the show. Let's see. Give me one additional second, team. Maybe we can try to sort something out on this end. Yeah, we might have to... uh, We might have to do so. I think it's because we are simulcasting on Telegram. I think it's probably because we're simulcasting on Telegram. And, uh, yeah, so we're simulcasting on Telegram and too much memory, too much memory for this little old laptop right here. But, uh, here is that clip and then we will continue on from there. Do you agree that you put some posts on Facebook? You imagine this? Could you imagine getting visited by the cops? All for what we're doing right here. You agree that you put some posts on Facebook? Does this look familiar? Yep. 
Incredible. Being grilled over Fedbook posts. There's another one. Let's listen. We'll film as well. So I'd like to just do on camera yeah, just our conversation. Yep. We played this one just the other week, but uh, here's the here's the full clip. No worries. What's your name? Salmon, mate. S A L. Um. Mate, what we're here for is obviously just in relation to the recent protests that are popping up and whatnot. Okay. Just here to do welfare checks and whatnot. You're planning on going in? I didn't know there's anything going. No. No. Any planned protests that you you may know of? Not as far as I know. It's a complete surprise when you get the, the cops here. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> just, just a friendly chat, that's all. Um, so, are you aware of any planned protests or events no. that are coming up, Jess? Nope. No? Okay. Are you aware of any communication circling around between people about the planned pro any protests coming up? No. No? Do you use any platform at all or to communicate? No. Have you gone to any protests in the past? No. I'm going to answer that. You, <laughs> you guys wouldn't be here otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'd like to know how you got this address, actually. Okay. Um, anything <laughs> else you uh, like to uh, tell us that might help ensure the public safety? <laughs> nah, it's all good. As long as you guys aren't running around shooting people with rubber bullets like down in Victoria, we're all good. <laughs> yeah, that's also another reason why, like, be concerned with what's happening down in Victoria that it doesn't mean escalate and come up. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. You know, just making sure your safety, our safety, everyone else's yeah. safety. So. Christ. Good. You've got nothing, you're happy. No, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, just delivering tyranny to my front door. Yep. See you next week. Have a good one. Have a good one.
that's what's going on in Australia. It's turning into a literal communist globalist hellhole, authoritarian prison colony, or at least I guess it's going back to its roots of being a prison colony. And you know why? Because the people are fighting back. They're stepping up. They're pushing back against them. They're saying, you know what? We don't want these vaccines. We don't want your tyranny. We don't want to be slaves. We don't want to be serfs. We want to fight back. Don't worry. I have a couple more clips. One that for sure talks about these quarantine camps for ongoing operations in Australia. But first, let's talk about this right here. Because again, people are fighting back. You know how this works. This is the only comeuppance you're going to get from our adversaries. Check this out. 42 427,000 parents sound off the National School Boards Association and the DOJ on their domestic terrorist label. This is an article by Gwendolyn Sims via PJ Media. They put this up October 6th. People are stepping up. They're fighting back. This is what they were afraid of. But that's what I'm saying. That's why we have only such a small window to operate and organize. And we can't let their designations, we can't let their hangups, we can't let what they call us the labels. We can't let that stop the work. Check this out. Let's 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 get into this. This is last week. PJ Media covered the hysterical and threatening letter written by the National School Board Association President Viola Garcia. In the letter sent to none other than the President Joe Biden, Garcia accused America's concerned parents of threats, intimidation, and even quote hate crimes rising to the level of domestic terrorism for having the gall to speak up at their local school board meetings. The NSBA also requested, quote, federal assistance to stop threats and acts of violence against school board members, school officials, and teachers. Now, think about that. A police could show up to your door because you criticized COVID. Police could show up to your door because you said, don't teach my kid critical race theory. Don't teach my kid this transgenderism nonsense. Don't teach my kid any of this crap. I see what you guys are doing. They said, oh, well, look at this domestic terrorist trying to fight for the rights of his child. Let's send the feds to his house. That's where we're at right now. This week, however, the leaders of almost two dozen parent organizations fired back at a scathing letter of their own, and it is epic. The letter, written on behalf of members of several parent organizations, made clear that the NSBA's claim of, quote, hate and, quote, terrorism were shameful. NSBA cites a tiny number of minor incidents in order to insinuate that parents who were criticizing and protesting the decisions of school boards are engaging in or may be engaging in, quote, domestic terrorism and hate crimes. The NSBA even invokes the Patriot Act. The Association of Legitimate Protests with Terrorism and Violence reveals both your contempt for parents and your unwillingness to understand. And here this is it. Here the sincere cries of both parents on behalf of their children. To equate parents with terrorists, with terrorists dishonors the thousands of victims of actual terrorism around the world. Have you no shame? A parent organizations pointed out that the NSBA's call for the federal government to use its power against parents was in itself a menacing and, quote, thinly veiled threat intended to intimidate into silence and submission the very constituents that the NSBA members ostensibly represent. I mean, what else would you call asking the president to sick the Department of Justice, the FBI, Homeland Security, the Secret Service Assessment Center, and the Postal Service on America's parents. What would you call that? I call that a threat. 
So you have them fighting back. You guys can go read the actual letter there if you would like. It's fairly lengthy, uh, but this is important, right? You've got to understand, they're calling us, the civilians, the denizens of their society, of the civilization they're creating, the very people who are the backbone, the gears that keep this thing together. They're calling them domestic terrorists. These are parents. These are people that find time to take off work, to go to their kids' meetings, to figure out, hey, what the heck is little Jimmy reading? And then the school board's like, hey, don't let that parent do that. You know what? The fact that they're asking questions makes them a domestic terrorist. The fact that they're making this leap, we shouldn't even discuss this. That's 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 intellectually lazy. That's That's foolish to engage in that type of behavior, to say the least. But the fact that that's where they're going, that lets you know that this is a literal war, that this is a cultural war. That if you... I, I mean, how many times have we said it over here on the show? Malcolm X said it. Only a fool will let the enemy educate his children. And there you go. The enemy is calling you a domestic terrorist. Give me your kids. Give me your kids. I'm going to be playing a video after we get into this next article. From Biden's education secretary saying that parents shouldn't be the, quote, primary stakeholder in their kids' education. What the heck is that? That's a that's a a very thinly veiled way to say that your child belongs to us. That your child belongs to the state. That you are not the primary stakeholder of your child. How crazy is that? Before we get into this, let me talk to you guys about a real trader. Let me show you what a legitimate trader and sellout look like, looks like. Let's let's get into that. Look at this right here. BLM supporting couple arrested for allegedly trying to sell nuclear secrets to U.S. enemies. So while you have parents showing up at school board meetings, PTA meetings, district meetings, saying, hey, what is my kid being taught? I don't like how little Jimmy's coming home spouting off how we're bigots and, you know, white supremacists and racists and, you know, and and, and he's hurting himself. What's 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 this about? Oh, stop asking questions. You're a domestic terrorist. While that's going on, they're not even addressing the fact that we have legitimate domestic terrorists and traitors here in the actual nation. This is just one that got caught. You understand? This is just one that got caught. It says nuclear engineer for the Navy's Naval Nuclear Propulsion Program, Jonathan Toby, along with his wife, Diana, allegedly sold restricted information about the design of nuclear-powered naval vessels according to the criminal complaint. Now, think about this. Doesn't that just trip you out? That's only one that got caught. One. This is by Ari Hoffman over there at the Post Millennial. They put this up October 10th. It says a man or a couple in Annapolis, Maryland, was arrested Saturday by the FBI and the Naval Criminal Investigative Service on charges related to the espionage, related to espionage, according to federal authorities. It says nuclear engineer for the Navy's Naval Nuclear Propulsion Program, Jonathan Toby, along with his wife, Diana, allegedly sold restricted information about the design of nuclear-powered naval vessels, according to the criminal complaint. According to the documents, Jonathan Toby, who had top-secret security clearance 
as well as an active queue clearance so that a U.S. Department of Energy loaded restricted data on the SD cards and concealed them in half a peanut butter sandwich using a sealed Band-Aid wrapper and a chewing gum package. He then left the sandwich at drop points in Virginia, South Central Pennsylvania, and Eastern Virginia. He thought he was selling the data to a representative of a foreign power who was actually a undercover FBI agent. How crazy is that? So there's some good FBI there. But this is the one that got caught. This was the only one that got caught. Like, I can't say that enough. Because how many times have we talked about that in the Navy, where they're just crashing ships into each other? But we don't have time for that. This is the only one that got caught. BLM supporting Navy engineer, Q clearance, works for the DOE, but he's still selling this out. A guy you would think is like somebody that's hardcore American down to sell us out. Sold you out. So you got real domestic terrorists out there doing this. Oh, but parents standing up for the for the future of their child's education is a bad thing. This is the upside down world we're in. This is the clown world. Let me let me see what it says. It says on Sunday, the Associated Press took a picture of a home they identified as Toby's, which prominently featured a Black Lives Matter sign on the front lawn. The Marxist organization has been widely criticized for anti-capitalist ideologies as well as encouraging the violent anarchist riots across the U.S. in the summer of 2020 and seeking to defund law enforcement agencies across the country. According to the complaint, on April 1st, 2020, Jonathan sent a package to a foreign government with a sample of restricted data and instructions on how to buy more. How to buy more. That's what I'm saying. This is the only one that got caught. He learned this from somebody, and you know he's teaching it to somebody else. sellout. Traders. He continued communicating for several months with someone he thought was a representative of the federal government and came to an agreement with the undercover FBI agent to sell restricted data in exchange for thousands of dollars in the cryptocurrency Monero. There you have it. BLM supporting couple arrested for allegedly trying to sell nuclear secrets to the U.S. Well, to U.S. enemies. Because that's a good thing, right? That's what you do in a time of war. You chicken out, you sell information, and you try to save your own skin. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, and don't you worry. We're not done. We're not done. We got two more clips. And then we'll be done with this segment. But that's what I'm saying. The it, it knows no bounds, right? Because it's only going to intensify. That's the whole point. Our, our, our trust in this system has been destroyed. They're backing it with nothing. <laughs> this is, it's, it truly is incredible. It's like clown world every day. Look at this. Here's, here's, uh, here's Biden's education secretary. Secretary, let's see if we can get this up here for you guys so you can get a listen in because it's again incredible that all this is going down. Listen to this traitor. Like quick answers here because I want to get to Secretary Becerra. Do you think parents 
should be in charge of their child's education as the primary stakeholder. I believe parents are important stakeholders, but I also believe primary. educators have a role in determining uh, educational programming. And I think that's going to be a little out of focus. What I think you're going to find across all elements of education, since they pay the bills, they raise the kids, they probably need to be the primary uh, spokespeople for their own kids' good education. What a novel concept. But these people don't think like that. These people think that, oh, well, you gave birth to them. Thanks. We, we can take it from there. You gave birth to the kid. We can take it from there. Don't worry about that. Just, just, just give us your children. That's the mindset of these people. We've seen people from Antifa say that, hey, I have only so many days to turn your child into a revolutionary. Here's extra credit. Go to a protest. We've seen teachers talk about having your children pledge allegiance to the LGBTQP plus flag. We've had teachers say that if you don't use the right pronouns, you're a bigot and you probably will get expelled. We've seen what modern education has, what it's done. That's why these people, again, they feel entitled to say that, no, your child belongs to us. We will raise them. And the sad part is, is whenever we send our kids to these glorified daycare centers and they come back communists and rebels and we have no understanding how, it's because we didn't care. We didn't understand what was happening to our children. We didn't get involved. And we paid the price. I was talking about this again earlier this week with somebody. We were asleep at the wheel for generations. We thought everything was okay. We had trust in the system. We believed what these people told us. But that's how lies work. You understand? That's how convincing and converting somebody works. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And they did. They took care of us so well that now we're, 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 we're about to jump off into a cliff of inflation and, and, and uncertainty that the world has never seen. That's how well they want to take care of us. Where they say, oh, well, now we got this, we got this shot for you. It's perfect. Just it's safe and effective. Don't worry about all the death that's taking place and all the side effects and some of your coworkers not showing up and empty shelves on the market. Don't worry about that. We're from the government. We're here to help you. And so for years, we were asleep at the wheel. We didn't think. We didn't care. We didn't think to think. We didn't think, oh, well, shucks. Maybe I should do something different. Maybe I've got this all wrong. Maybe these guys aren't telling me the full story. Maybe I should do a little thinking. And now because you have to do so much thinking, people are turning off. They're shutting down. They're saying that scares me. How do I run away? This can't be real. You're a domestic terrorist. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're an anti-vaxxer. You're anti-science. Everything you're saying scares me. How do I shut you down and shut you off? You don't shut us down. You don't shut it off. It's only going to intensify. So all that thinking you didn't do or all that thinking your parents didn't do or all that thinking that your great grandparents didn't do, the, 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 the knowledge that should have been imparted to you, you've got to figure it out. Because they know what they're doing. Coming full back to what I said at the start of the show. These are just a couple minutes ago, these people are committed to their ideology. They are convinced and committed to, to carrying out what we're talking about here. And so, no, it's not going to go away. No, we can't hide. We have to push back. We have to survive. We have to drive.
Here is Australia building quarantine camps. <laughs> Insanity. Quarantine camps for ongoing operations. Let's take a listen. Howard Springs near Darwin is held up as the gold standard of quarantine. Separate cabins, on-site testing, catering, and so far, no known breaches. But the Queensland government reckons it can do better. This is going to be a great boost for our defence against the Delta virus. State Cabinet has signed off on the WellCamp facility first proposed seven months ago. Businessman John Wagner will build it next door to his airport. We will have the first 500 beds operational before Christmas. The state government will lease it and run it. The cost to taxpayers is being kept under wraps. What fantastic value it will be if we can avoid just one lockdown. The federal government's previously rejected the plan on grounds it's too far from a tertiary hospital, but the deputy premier's declared it the perfect location. Still, some old sticking points remain, like will international flights to Wellcamp be approved? Well, we hope so. So uh, we'll be continuing those discussions uh, with, with the federal government, but we can bus people from uh, Brisbane up here if we have to. They, they could have done that months ago if, that, if that's what they wish to do but good for them and uh, I wish them every success. The Prime Minister was given no notice of today's announcement nor Toowoomba's Mayor. It may be a good thing for the economy in Toowoomba but let's hope that there's no outbreaks, that there's no problems with it. If they get on top of it early and if they plan it well it could be a good thing. I think it's absolutely ridiculous we do not have the medical facilities here in Toowoomba. The Premier says any COVID patients will be transported to Brisbane. And so Queensland will have two purpose-built quarantine facilities. The Commonwealth is backing one here on defence land at Pinkenbar near Brisbane Airport. There'll be rooms for 1,500 people by the middle of next year. Interstate arrivals have slowed with a sudden two-week freeze on travellers from hotspots. Cameron McBride and his family are stranded. They're just a chicken luggage, that's all we've got. Stuck in their hotel room, having packed up their Melbourne home to move to Brisbane, but their flight just missed the deadline to get in. I still don't know what's going on. I've never felt this not in control of my situation ever. The pause is in place because quarantine hotels are at capacity, but it doesn't apply to people travelling for essential health care or child custody arrangements. Such is the pressure. 22 people have been allowed to leave hotel quarantine in Cairns early. They'll finish their fortnight at home. There were no new local COVID cases in Queensland today. Still, testing is being ramped up on Palm Island after fragments were detected in wastewater. Jessica Van Bonderen, ABC News. There you have it. Uh, the sad part is, is you know they're not really going to hit any of the hard questions when we watch some of these uh, mainstream newscasts. But they are still building the camps in Australia for ongoing operations. They will try to figure out a way to, again, criminalize dissent. How dare you not take your COVID shot? How dare you? not be obedient. I mean, some of the stuff we've seen come out from the land down under, it's a dystopian, man. It's it's right out of George Orwell's 1984. I mean, we've literally saw them have like a statewide or a territory-wide search for an individual that, that coughed in an elevator without a mask. And so they say that the camp is so that they can try to prevent 
another lockdown. But what are they really saying? What's the authoritarian doublespeak there, right? What they're really saying is how can we isolate people that are rabbit rousers, that are, trouble, that, that are troublemakers, right? I foresee in the future because it's already there. The framework is I foresee, I foresee in the future whenever they start declaring all this uh, medical stuff an emergency, I foresee them designating people that don't go along with the system. These dissenters, they will designate them with ODD, opposition defined disorder. They will call these people mentally ill for not being obedient. And then they will have all the rights they need, all the framework they need to forcibly isolate, quarantine, and detain you. We've played the clips for you guys. We played the clips for you guys. Uh, but speaking of playing clips, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got a whole half of the show, a whole half of the segment in Vaccines Happen of, of, of videos of uh, a 16-year-old girl arrested for refusing to wear a mask, an airline pilot talking about uh, the protests there, Italians fighting back against the police, against vaccine mandates. We've got a lot of different videos and more COVID news on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Suppose lies and share truth. Freedom Faction, out. In a world where secret powers are at play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. 
We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Mo. And did you know just like that we're back? Well, now you know. We're back. Just like that. <laughs> Salutations, my friends. And thank you for sticking around, for being a part of my history, for being a part of our collective history. Thank you guys for still being here. Do I really mean that? Uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Like I had a conversation with a gentleman earlier this week. I should have mentioned it in the previous segment. But I had a conversation with a gentleman this week from Texas. He was out there in North Carolina. Uh, long-time listeners know I am from South Carolina. I was there, uh, I think, in Mar- oh, shucks, in July of this year. Yeah, I had to bury my grandmother. Uh, but talking to a dude from Texas, he said he was out there in North Carolina. And um, here I go telling the story again. Uh, basically what he was telling me is how him and a couple of his buddies, he was a sergeant, he was a veteran, honorably discharged, served his time is how he said it. <laughs> he's got these veterans sitting right there, four of them. Um, and he's basically telling me how, you know, he was at a diner, a waitress sneezed. He said, God bless you. Or one of his, one of his mates said, God bless you. Uh, he was in the diner. There were some Muslims there. All he heard was a smack on the table, like a, Hand smack on the table. Guy gets up, sh- shouts at whoever says, you know, God bless you, saying that you will all bow down to Allah. One of the veterans he's with whips out like a knife, stabs it onto the table, points at the Muslim dude, says, you need to come grab this knife because we're about to go outside. Muslim dude reaches for the knife. Another veteran pulls out two karambits. If people are unfamiliar as to what karambits are, they're like those curved knives, those curved daggers. They look like raptor claws pulls out two karambits from, you know, his belt, digs them into like, does like a little pincer move, digs them into the Muslim dude's belly uh, just enough to get him to start bleeding. And from then, you know, from then on, they start fighting in the diner. They get shoved out the diner. Uh, the sergeant tells me that <laughs> that he, he lets out like a war scream. Where he's like, oh, no, no, no. And he says, EJ, I'm not trying to be racist, but these 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 guys, they came out of nowhere like cockroaches. And he's like, I had spent some time over there in the Middle East, man. I'm familiar with what a white turban is, what a yellow turban is, what a blue turban is, what a black turban is, what a red turban is. And it had to be at least like over a dozen with me and these four guys, me and these three guys. And, you know, we start beating. We start we start having a brawl right there outside of the diner. Down the street comes a sheriff. I'm speeding stuff up so we can get into the show for you guys. Uh, but down down the street comes a sheriff. You know, he 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 breaks up the commotion, walks over to you know the veterans and says, "Boys, what's going on?" I said, "I don't know what you're talking about, sheriff. We're this this guy assaulted the waitress." He says, "Okay, so what's the real story?" 
And then, you know, it finds the, finds the veteran, you know, that, you know, kind of did a little maneuver on the Muslim dude and uh, says, son, I'm going to have to ask you to go back in that diner, go through the back exit and leave, get in your truck and leave. And so as he's leaving, uh, the Muslims, they all get upset. You know, he said, why aren't you arresting this guy? He says, well, apparently you're the person I need to arrest. Uh, you assaulted that waitress whenever you threw your tray at her. And so it, it, it was a crazy conversation. Um, and a little bit more was told to me from that. But I freaked out because I'm from South Carolina. I couldn't imagine sitting in a diner saying, God bless you. Part of the Bible Belt, some of the country. And so, like the south, the southern part of the country, I couldn't imagine like somebody getting that violent over like a casual grace thing like that. Like you just say, God bless you. If somebody sneezes or something like this, but the fact that they have been programmed, taught and trained to react to somebody saying, God bless you. That's very dangerous. And so I'm sure, and I said this to the Sergeant, I said, I'm sure what you experienced is happening in microcosms all over the nation right now. Because again, you've got, Af you've got Syrian refugees, you've got Afghan refugees, you've got Iranian refugees, you've got people from all over the Middle East coming here um, and they're being brainwashed in these facilities to, to think that America is weak. I mean, they look at Joe Biden, they understand he's weak. You look at some of the images coming out from China and how they depict Joe Biden, they see him as weak and they feel like America is just one big piggy bank that owes them everything. And it's, and it's, and it's crazy. And so this is the culture war that's going out there. And so there was a point to why I told you guys this story. It was something I definitely should have said in the previous segment with talking about real terrorism, real, you know, crime, real problems. Uh, but, you know, coming back from the break, it just made me really appreciate that, hey, we don't do that here. We are actively engaged in a war. We may not even know it, but we are on another side of the aisle. People have got it out for us. Like I've talked about it here locally how I have BLM and Antifa trading uh, Pokemon cards of me. You know, stuff is crazy here, man. And so we need to get our heads screwed on. That was definitely something I should have saved for the previous segment. But coming back from the break, man, it's just I appreciate being able to have an outlet like this and to have a platform where we're able to honestly look at this information and critically analyze it without being governed by all domestic extremism or conspiracy theory or white supremacist or any of the buzzwords they try to throw on people because that it, 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 it deflates the argument. It diminishes like the intensity of it. And that's not what we do here. What we do over here on factions of freedom is we, we, we take it to a thousand and even farther. And I, th and I sometimes feel like I'm not even going past a thousand because I'm too busy trying to be cute or I'm too busy trying to be funny or relatable. Things are intense. Things are severe. They are going to get worse. We need to steal our minds, harden ourselves, and strengthen our resolve because it is only going to get it's it, it it will get worse. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the to the to the content with you guys. Get a little bit reconfigured. It's like that, it's like that cycle statement we're always talking about on the show. How hard times create great men, great men create good times, good times create soft men, soft men create hard times. We're about to go into some hard times. I said it before in the previous segment. We were asleep at the wheel for a couple of generations. We let these people run roughshod, buy up everything on pennies on the dollar, pull all this stuff, entrance us with media, entertain us to death, 
we were asleep at the wheel for quite some time. And guess what? That culture war is showing up on our front door. And if we don't have something to push back against it, we're going to get steamrolled. And that's these people's whole point. That's their whole agenda is to exhaust us, is to demoralize us and to distract us. And you know what? It won't work. <laughs> it won't work. I was born for a time like this, as were you. We we were being raised up. And I was talking about this with some with Miss Sanchez, the lady I was talking about earlier in the show. We we were born for a time right th- right like this. We are being raised up in the spirit to know what is right from what is wrong. God is speaking to many right now. Many of us are being called to step forward and to step up and to get the work done because what was done for us was not done for us. It was done for us so we could show others. Our gift is not for ourselves. It is for everybody else. And so, dude, things are going to get crazy. That's all I can keep saying. So strap yourselves in, man. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Let's go ahead and start getting into this segment. Vaccidents happen. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start getting into even more of the clown world, of the insanity that they want us to get used to. Look at this right here. Check this out, gang. We talked about this just last week with you good people. It was a what they call a, quote, parody bill. But I don't think it's a parody, man. I think these are people. I think these are people telegraphing what their next moves are. You know, you have China rolling back their uh, one-child policy, but it's very crazy how you see the population control and the depopulation agenda take place here in America. Look at this right here: Pennsylvania State Representative introduces a quote parity bill to limit men to having three children before mandating vasectomies. This was over here at Zero Hedge. They put this up October 6th. And think about this. Isn't this what, because it, it, it's, it starts with three kids, then it's your first, because this always happens with like authoritarian regimes, right? Where they're like, give me your first kid. Give us your first, your first born child, because that's how you, that's, that's the first data dump. That's the first download. That's the first like, oof. That's where you're giving all your energy, all your essence, all your all of who you are is in that first child. And that's why the system, the tyrannical government, whatever it is in Egypt. Right. However it is. That's what they want. They want to be able to kill the rebellious ones, kill the ones that are actually real leaders. You see, that's how that's that's how it starts is you're allowed to have three kids. We're going to kill your first kid. And then require so much of your second kid that you basically only have one child. Let me get into this article. It says legislation is being introduced in Pennsylvania that would limit the number of children men could have that men could father to three. The bill being called a, quote, parity legislation would mandate vasectomies for men at age 40 or following their third child, whichever comes first, according to Patch. State Representative Chris Rabb, a Democrat from Philadelphia, has acknowledged that legislation is supposed to be satirical and point and poke fun at recent restrictive anti-abortion legislation that was passed in Texas. Despite Rabb using his taxpayer-funded salary to spend time thinking of new and interesting ways to make political points via bad jokes, we don't really understand the point of wasting resources to try to advance the bill forward. But maybe we're just not woke enough. Says Rabb says the bill would, quote, place more of the burden on conception's responsibility on men and highlight double standards for reproductive rights. He commented that, quote, to each person who views this bill I've introduced as absurd, 
I urge you to to apply equal scrutiny to laws in places like Texas and right here in Pennsylvania, which enact paternalistic restrictions on the personal liberty of cis women, trans men, and non-binary individuals who have an unwanted pregnancy. He continued writing on Twitter that, quote, as long as legislators continue to restrict the, quote, hashtag reproductive rights of cis women, trans men, and non-binary folks, there should be a law to address the responsibility of men who impregnate them. The legislation included a $10,000 reward for, quote, reporting violators who refuse to get vasectomies. Jesus. Says Rab's proposal has faced, quote, enormous backlash, the report says. Rab said that within hours of releasing the memo on the bill, he faced, quote, the most hateful and threatening emails and voicemails of his career. And while Rab refers to it as a, quote, parody legislation now, we'll see just how long that label lasts. State Representative David Rowe concluded that, quote, this bill will never see the light of day as long as Republicans control the House. But I wanted you all to be aware how quickly policies that belong in communist China would become norm here if Democrats seize total control of the government. Yeah. Yeah, that that is some straight communist China stuff. Oh, it's a parody bill. We do not. Listen, no, that is not a joke. All right. You're talking about cutting off men's balls, man. That is not a joke. All right. And with the radical feminazis that we have in power right now, they are probably chomping at the bit. Chomping at the bit. To see that through. So, yeah, no, we talked about that last week. Here's how it has unfolded. Give me one quick second, team. We'll be talking about, again, how they're coming after the children. The next generation. (laughs) And while we've got to step up now, we've got to throw ourselves in the way of, not into. Let's wood chipper check this out right here. Finland, Sweden, and Denmark ban the Moderna COVID vaccine for young men due to dangerous side effects. Side effects that could include death. This is an article from the gate from uh, Great Game India. They put this up October 8th. It says three European nations of Finland, Sweden, and Denmark has banned the Moderna COVID vaccine for young men due to its dangerous side effects. Yeah. Death. Death. Moderna, which is DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. Remember, man, we what did we talk about just last week? With whatever, with the graphene oxide, with whatever materials they found in those Japanese Moderna shots, Japan called off Moderna as well. So something in the Moderna shot is causing side effects. Something in the Pfizer jab is killing people. This is earlier. Sweden and Denmark paused the use of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine for younger age groups after reports of possible rare side effects such as myocarditis. The Swedish health agency said on Wednesday that it would pause using this using the shot of people born in 1991 and after as data pointed to an increase of myocarditis and pericarditis among youths and young adults that have been vaccinated. Those conditions involve an inflammation of their heart or its lining. Quote, the connection is especially clear when it comes to Moderna's vaccine, Spikevax, especially after the second dose, the health agency said in a statement, adding the risk of being affected was very small. Anders Tagnell, Sweden's chief epidemiologist, said that the health agency would continue to, quote, follow the situation closely and act, 
quickly to ensure that vaccinations against COVID-19 are always as safe as possible and, at the same time, provide effective protection against the disease. Data collected from four Nordic countries show there is a suspicion of an increased risk of inflammation when vaccinated with Moderna shots. The preliminary data from the Nordic study have been sent to the European Medicines Agency Adverse Reaction Committee and will now be assessed. Now, Finland has become the latest Scandinavian country to impose new restrictions on the use of Moderna's COVID jab, announcing Thursday that it would halt the use of the jab for younger males due to the risk of rare but harmful side effects, including death, or I mean, including heart inflammation. (laughs) The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has added a warning to the patient and provider fact sheets for Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines to indicate the risk of heart inflammation. Like here, let me me pause right here. Because just that line in and of itself tells you that, hey, we are part of a trial you, you, you're a part of the Pfizer trial. You're a part of the Moderna trial. When you get your shot, when you have your adverse vaccine reaction, thank you for telling us that this is going to cause problems. This is, again, the fact that we're just becoming a part of this experiment and just throwing bodies into it constantly and it's getting worse and worse is just beyond me. Like, it, it, is, it, it truly is crazy. Like, again, this... Sentence alone just shows you that we are in a test trial and that only after you have experienced an adverse vaccine reaction, that's when that's when they'll tell you, yeah, it was the vaccine that caused this. Well, don't you have any studies to prove that it was the vaccine beforehand? Yes, but, you know, we just wanted to be sure. So we had to make sure we, we, we needed more data. We needed you to sacrifice yourself for the altar of fake science. Again, let's read this. It says the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has added a warning to patient and provider fact sheets for the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines to indicate the risk of heart inflammation. As reported by Great Game India earlier, the U.S. CDC and FDA have lifted their recommended pause on the use of Johnson Johnson's coronavirus vaccine with the condition that it should include a safety level warning that its vaccine comes with blood clot risks. (laughs) Now, Moderna has been included. Again, they, they only tell you after the fact, as if they didn't already know. You guys kind of get the picture from there. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Finland, Sweden, and Denmark banned the Moderna COVID vaccine for young men due to the dangerous side effects that are taking place. Well, I keep saying death is taking place as a side effect because it is. Sure is. Death is a side effect. Even whenever you watch those pharmaceutical companies and they're spouting through all the other potential side effects that could occur, death is for sure a side effect, for sure. But I'm I'm, I'm saying that not to be facetious, but because check this out right here. Over 75% of Vermont COVID deaths are in the fully vaccinated. 75% of COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. And and who knows? Maybe next week I'll go on to that Reddit profile and I'll or that Reddit uh, feed or thread that subreddit, and I'll go to COVID vaccinated and I'll find other examples of people who were basically talking about their adverse vaccine reactions, 
and then we'll go from there. We'll do a show on that. We'll, we, we won't have to use articles. We will use user-generated testimonies showing you that people are experiencing adverse vaccine reactions. We won't have to go to VAERS. We'll go to Reddit. But before then, we gotta we, we have to read about how over 75% of vote Vermont COVID deaths are in the fully vaccinated category. It's the shot that's causing all the problems. Can't you tell you, Jabroni? What have I said throughout the entirety of this pandemic? Of course the shot's going to be free. The treatments for all this won't be. What are the treatments for myocarditis? What are the treatments for pericarditis? What are the treatments for seizures? What are this what, what are the treatments for decreased lung functionality? Huh? For blood clots, right? What are, how much is that going to run you? Let me read this article by Max Lavo. This is put up over here at Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up October 8th. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they say that uh Weren't we once told that breakthrough cases are, quote, rare? Well, it turns out if this hoax was genuine, which there's no evidence to show that COVID-19 actually exists, those who are dying from it in Vermont are fully vaccinated. The latest data out of Vermont shows that a whopping 76% of all new COVID-19 deaths are occurring in the, quote, fully vaccinated. So-called, quote, breakthrough cases, which we are told are, quote, rare, actually account for the vast majority of the hoax COVID-19 deaths in the highly, quote, progressive state, which is one of the most vaccinated in the nation. As of Tuesday, 88% of all eligible Vermonters aged 12 and over had been vaccinated with at least one shot, according to the Vermont Daily Chronicle. At Tuesday's press conference, the Department of Health September mortality statistics did not show a vaccinated slash unvaccinated breakdown. Despite all of the recent propagandized lies and references by Governor Phil Scott and Health Department Commissioner Mark Levin to a, quote, pandemic of the unvaccinated, the per capita rate of vaccinated breakthrough cases, breakthrough deaths, has risen in recent weeks. Vermont Daily Chronicle asked Health Department spokesman Ben Truman Tuesday for a vax slash unvax breakdown of the 33 September deaths. The full text of his email appears below. It says eight out of 33 deaths in September were not vaccinated. Say what? Eight. So was the media going to admit that, quote, the vaccine either isn't a vaccine, which is not, and it doesn't work? No. According to the propagandists who deserve, who desperately need everyone to be injected, all these breakthrough deaths serve as proof that, quote, the vaccines are working to permit, to protect Vermonters against the, quote, worst outcomes. (laughs) Well, uh, propaganda, man. Eight out of the 33 deaths in September were not vaccinated. You have a higher chance of surviving COVID without the vaccine, because if you take that vaccine, you're destroying your immune system. You're savaging your defenses. Because here, check this out. Look at this. 81% of UK COVID-19 deaths in September were people who had been vaccinated. This is public health data. You can find it. Okay, this is this is this is them saying that the vaccine is causing the death. These are kill shots. These are poison jabs. These are chemical concoctions. These things are maiming people left and right. So it's from the Liberty Beacon. They put this up October 7th. It's sourced from the Daily Expose. But let's just quickly glance through this and oh, look at this. They've got charts, they've got stats. They've got readouts that show you how this works. And I, and I remember listening to uh, 
I, I remember listing and seeing a video of them showing the number of COVID cases spiking at the time that they introduced the vaccine. It's like you, it's like you see this graph. The graph is super small. There's hardly any lines. There's hardly any increase. But the minute that they in, that they, the minute that they, you know, debut the vaccine is the minute that you start seeing cases spike and deaths spike. Maybe this will mention it here in the article. But uh, even more evidence proving the COVID-19 vaccination program is a huge failure has been released, which confirms that throughout September, 81% of the people who allegedly died of COVID-19 have been vaccinated against the against the disease. And so we're going to see even more death as we go into the colder months of the year. This is the dark winter that they were uh, foreshadowing, right? I'm not talking about the shortages, the supply line disruptions, the, the lack of access, the lack of nutrients and stuff like this, but just an environmental difference. We're going into the colder months of the year. People won't be going out as much. They won't be absorbing as much sunlight, right? Their immune systems will be depleted. They could easily catch a cough or the COVID and then bam, they'll be dead because, well, they're double vaccinated. Getting back into the article, it says, you may believe that the COVID-19 vaccination program is a roaring success. Thanks to the mainstream media only choosing to publicize data that is around three to four months out of date. A recent office for national publication gathered traction in the mainstream news outlets as it showed the vaccinated population accounted for one for just one percent of COVID-19 deaths in the United Kingdom. But there was a catch that they neglected to tell the masses. The data published by ONS only reco- only covered the period from the beginning of Ju- of January to the end of June 2021, which means that the data contained thousands of alleged COVID-19 deaths that occurred during the winter wave of 2021, with the vast majority of them occurring in January when just 8 or 0.8% of the UK population was fully vaccinated. This, of course, led to skewed figures to justify the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine. However, the ONS did inadvertently reveal that 30,305 people had also died within 21 days of having a COVID-19 vaccine during the same period. Figures that many have been trying to find out for months with public health bodies claiming that, quote, they do not hold this information. The ONS report used to dupe the public into believing that just 1% of fully vaccinated people have died of COVID-19 didn't include COVID-19 deaths that have and are currently occurring in this extremely strange third wave of COVID-19 deaths. Strange because COVID-19 deaths have been and still are many times higher than this time last year, despite the fact that summer has been on our side, as well as allegedly 95% effective vaccine. In the summer of 2020, COVID-19 deaths flatlined to zero, even though a COVID-19 injection was not available. But fast forward one year, and they are currently occurring at a higher rate than you would expect to see in the middle of winter with a 95% effective vaccine. But the strangeness doesn't end there. Just take a look at the latest COVID-19 statistical report released by the Public Health Scotland on October 6th of 2021. The report provides an array of data and testing, quarantining, vaccination cases, hospitalizations, and deaths, but it doesn't get very interesting until you read Table 16, which covers the number of COVID-19 positive cases by week and vaccination status. Interesting, 
because it shows the majority of COVID-19 cases, confirmed cases, are now among the vaccinated population. In the most recent week, from the 18th of September to the 24th of September, the report shows that there were 10,479 confirmed cases among the unvaccinated population. But it also shows that there were 1,330 confirmed cases among the partly vaccinated population and 10,514 confirmed cases among the fully vaccinated population. This meant that between the 18th of September and the 24th of September, there were 11,844 cases among the vaccinated population, almost 1,400 more than the unvaccinated population. Let me see if I can just get down, scroll down here to the, the goods. This is the Liberty Beacon if you guys want to go find out more. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see. What are they talking about here? Therefore, this shows that the COVID-19 injections are increasing the risk of death when exposed to COVID-19 by a huge 500% rather than reducing the risk by the 95% claimed by the vaccine manufacturers and authorities. So there you have it. If you get the shot, you are 500 times more likely to die from COVID than you would if you would just have a natural immunity. So that's why Finland, Sweden, and Denmark banned the COVID shots. That's why Texas Governor Greg Abbott was just like, I'm not gonna vet, I'm not gonna mandate vaccines. You are 500 percent more more likely to die from COVID than you are if you just didn't just take the shot. So the shots are literally killing people. They're making people weaker. They're making people sicker. They're giving you poison. They're making your body sick. They're making you even more susceptible to being sick. So why in God's name are we doing this? Why in God's name are we subjecting ourselves, next generation, shots elderly? Like it's, this is crazy to think about because again, what we're what we're really saying, uh, and what we're really getting down to at a certain level is population control, depopulation. Yeah, I don't want to say it's survival of the fittest, uh, but it it, it kind of almost is. Like we are at a point now, into this pandemic and the response, to where it's clear that the the, the vaccines are killing people. People who have taken them have gambled their lives. And now they're wanting you to gamble your life. It's like, hey, I survived the villainous shot. You're right. There are some problems. I don't want to talk about it, but I survived. It's now your time. Think about that. That's where we are right now. They don't care about whether or not it's a deadly shot. If if our lives are being uprooted because of it, they don't care about that. What they care about is I did my part. You need to do yours. Not hearing the statistics, because here's a statistic. You were 500% more likely to die from COVID if you receive the shot. So what if I don't want to die? Maybe I just don't want to receive the shot. Oh, well, see, that's not an option. Well, what do you mean that's not an option? Because you either comply or we're just going to let you die. That's what these people are doing. That's the whole plan. Check this out. I want to play for you guys real quick a quick clip. And then I'll get into the article right after. But in Indiana, there was a Walgreens that accidentally gave Pfizer COVID jabs to a five-year-old and to a four-year-old. And now you have a pediatric cardiologist reportedly treating both kids for heart issues. Let's, let's, Let's listen to this 
and then we'll pick it up on the other side. This is just more of that clown world, more of this insanity, more of the scientific dictatorship. Because again, it talks about this. People thought maybe they were getting saline shots, right? We heard that fake shots, saline shots. Well, whenever all that chemical switcheroo takes place, you have situations like this unfold to where we literally give kids dangerous and experimental concoctions. Let's listen. Family with children four and five years old say they were accidentally given full adult doses of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine instead of flu shots. They say it happened on October 4th at the Walgreens on St. Joseph Avenue. The family of four includes two adults and two young children, both too young for the Pfizer or any other COVID vaccine. Well, the family's attorney, Daniel Tooley, shared with us what he says are vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. They show children born in 2016 and 2017 were given a Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. The family says they left the pharmacy thinking they had gotten their flu shots, but a Walgreens employee later called them and said they had made a mistake. Tooley says the children have been taken to a pediatric cardiologist, and the family was told both are showing signs of heart issues. We've reached out to Walgreens several times, but have not yet heard back. Jesus Christ. Now think about this, guys. She just... Plain face kind of calmly told you that, you know, hey, uh, vaccine switcheroo, we gave your four or five-year-old pericarditis. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck with that. I think there actually might be an article. Let's see if we can get a little bit more information in, into it. Because, uh, again, here we are talking about the poisoning of an entire generation. Just just letting these these satanic eugenicists run roughshod. Incredible. Let's 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 see if we can get this article up for you guys. Oh my gosh, you know, I I, I think what ends up happening doing all this stuff is I get like a goldfish's memory. It's like I get overwhelmed. I see this stuff. I freak out. And then truly the mind can only handle so much. Day after day, week after week. And I get like a goldfish's memory doing this type of stuff because it's overwhelming. Yeah, like, like I'm talking about such evil. And such sophisticated evil day after day, week after week that I I hit it hard only for my brain to reset. And it's not like a full reset. It's not like a a total reset. I definitely remember everything that we end up talking about here. Um, And it's just it's 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 overwhelming. Let me anyway, let me get back into this. Indiana Walgreens, quote, accidentally gives Pfizer COVID jabs to four- and five-year-old siblings. Pediatric cardiologist is reportedly treating both kids for heart issues. This is an article by Pat McMurray of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up October 12th. This is in Evansville, Indiana. It says four- and five-year-old siblings went into a Indiana Walgreens so the kids could get a flu shot. What happened next is truly a, li- a nightmare. According to the family attorney, both children were accidentally given adult doses of the Pfizer covid Vaccination. WFIE reported that Alexandria and Joshua Price say it happened on October 4th at the Walgreens on St. Joseph Avenue. 
Action 5 News reports that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is only approved for people ages 12 and older. However, the companies are seeking approval for use in children ages 5 to 11 with the U.S. Drug Food and Drug Administration. Here's that little quick clip. We'll play it again for you guys. Invincible family with children four and five years old say they were accidentally given full adult doses of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine instead of flu shots. They say it happened on October 4th at the Walgreens on St. Joseph Avenue. The family of four includes two adults and two young children, both too young for the Pfizer or any other COVID vaccine. Well, the family's attorney, Daniel Tooley, shared with us what he says are vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. They show children born in 2016 and 2017 were given a Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. The family says they left the pharmacy thinking they had gotten their flu shots, but a Walgreens employee later called them and said they had made a mistake. Tooley says the children Jesus. have been taken to a pediatric cardiologist and the family was told both are showing signs of heart issues. We've reached out to Walgreens several times, but have not yet heard Jesus back. Christ, my God, dude. Let, let's get back into this over here. This is the family's attorney, Dave, Daniel Tooley, shared what he says of the vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. Oh, man. The family said they left the pharmacy thinking that they had received their flu shots, but a Walgreens employee later called them and said that they had made a mistake. The attorney said the cards were then issued since the coronavirus vaccine had been given. It's like, oh, well, sorry. I know we just gave your kid, like, the COVID shot, adult dosages of the COVID shot, but uh, here's their card. It, it's like, well, they got the shot. It's like, what do you want me to say? We're giving everybody the shot. So I gave them a card. Like, think about that. Think about that mindset. That's what happens when you trust the science. That's what happens whenever you blindly are obedient to this system. I just, I can't even read anymore. I can't even read anymore. Let me play for you guys real quick. Another clip, more of the insanity that they want us to get used to, uh, of a 16-year-old girl. I think it was Wisconsin. I don't know. The state doesn't matter. But a 16-year-old girl arrested all because she doesn't want to wear a mask. So they're over here accidentally giving children COVID shots. They're over here arresting kids. They're over here declaring parents domestic terrorists. They're over here escorting doctors off, off of the premises. They're over here doing all this crap left and right. And we think these people are going to respect us. They're not going to respect crap, dude. These are authoritarians. These are tyrants. These are these are the bad guys. Okay? These are those historical villains they told you to watch out for. So here, let's pull up this quick clip. Uh, insane video of a 16-year-old girl arrested at school for refusing to wear a mask. Listen to listen to these authoritarians, man. Listen to the pride they have in arresting this little girl. They make it sound like it's her fault. Oh, we've got to put the school in lockdown all because you don't want to wear your mask. We've got to do this because you're the bad guy. Listen to these people, man. Incredible. Can you please let me into class? Where? What's that? Can you please let me into class? Wyoming. I can't unless you're going to wear a mask, kiddo. Okay. So you're taking away my right to go to school? Well, I need, I need you to wear a mask because that's what we got to do right now. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just sit here. 
Once again, we are in a lockdown. Please stay in your rooms until further notice. Thank you. Okay, so on this, and I just, the part of the protocol is to ask for a student's signature, and you know, it's obviously up to you, but all it says is, I hereby acknowledge that I participated in a pre-suspension conference. That was just me going over this mm -hmm. with you, um, with the administrator. That's me. Brady signed it, but, um, and I'm aware of the reason for my suspension. I understand and agree that I am not to be on or near any ACSD1 school grounds nor participate in school activities during the suspension. You've been suspended. They've asked you to leave. Sounds like you're refusing. All right. So, as law enforcement, I have no respect for your premises because you've been suspended. Are you willing to do that? No. Okay. So, I'm going to formally warn you of trespass. And if you want to stay, you're going to receive another citation for trespass. Okay. So, you've been formally warned of trespass. Do you want to leave the facility now? No. No? You want to stay? All the doors are locked, man. So, you want to stay? How long are you planning on staying for? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to go write the citation for you. I'm going to let you know what's going on at this point. Okay. This entire building now is in lockdown. So you have now restricted the movement of over a thousand students who are not allowed to leave their classrooms because you're trying to get back into the classroom, which you are not allowed to do because you've been suspended. Okay. Mm -hmm. We will wait you out for some time. I am going to warn you now. If this continues for a length of time to where I feel that we have now hampered the ability for every student in here to get an education, I will be placing you into handcuffs and I'll be taking you down to jail. Okay. And I will remove you from the building. Okay. okay. This court day is November 16th at 9 o'clock right. in circuit court. All right. Any questions on that? Nope. All right. Thank you. Gave me another five hundred dollars citation. I'm still refusing to leave. They said they'll arrest me if I continue to refuse. All right. So you're still refusing to leave? Yes, sir. Even after you're receiving your citation? Yes, sir. All right. And at this point, I am going to place you into custody for trespassing. Okay. Uh, go down to the jail. All right. All right. You have any guns, knives, or bazookas on you that we need to know about? Yes, sir. Guns, knives, or bazookas that we need to know about. I'm thirteen, Lord, one in custody. Um, I can. Can I just take this second? Yeah, we'll take it. Okay. Guns, knives, or bazookas. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Just the biggest. That there. Yeah. Kudos to you, though, girl. And you guys get it from there. They take her to jail. Kudos to you, though, lady. Kudos to you. I salute you. Because that girl, in and of herself, that girl has more balls than most of the men in the country right now, in the, in, in, in the world right now. You want the truth. That girl's going places. That girl gets it. That girl's standing up for something. More of that. I don't feel bad seeing that. I feel empowered because you know what? That's the next generation being fed up, saying, this is ridiculous. We have got to stop this. I just want to go to class. This is all unnecessary. But then you've got the woke police saying, oh, well, you know, we're doing our job. No, you're not. You're not doing your job. You're just following orders like the rest of everybody else. And I bet you feel good taking this little 16-year-old girl to prison 
to make you feel like a man, arresting children. I mean, check this out right here. Moving on, let's move the conversation down a little bit, right? Check this out. Colorado State University threatens to arrest unvaccinated students. Quote, if you were found on university property or any university building, you may be cited or arrested for trespassing and face further disciplinary action. You could face disciplinary action for not wearing a mask, not being vaccinated. So while we're over here worried about, oh, did it come from China? Oh, does the mask save you? Oh, what about the vaccine? Our kids are being criminalized. This is why they're calling parents domestic terrorists, because they see this type of stuff coming down the pipes. And they're like, we need to turn the ship around ASAP. This is a problem. This is a problem. Oh, my God. This is insanity. Let's let's get into this. I'm sorry. I'm just like I'm 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 sometimes awestruck by some of the stuff that's just coming out and sometimes the theme of the news and the the, the telegraphing and, and what these people do. Uh, this comes from the post millennial. They put this up October 10th. It's by Katie Davis Corp. Says Colorado State University trespassed and threatened to arrest unvaccinated students after learning they failed to submit proof of COVID-19 vaccination a requirement for students to attend in-person learning. In an email sent to the unvaccinated students obtained by Turning Point USA, CSU allegedly alleged that unvaccinated students pose a threat to the safety and well-being of the university community. And there it actually is. You guys can read it for yourself if you would like, but it's it's the same thing uh, that I'm sure they read to that girl, to that 16-year-old in Wyoming. Quote, I'm writing you on behalf of the Student Conduct Services at the Student Resolution Center because information provided to our office by the pandemic preparedness team indicates that you have not submitted your proof of vaccination or requested an exemption. Michael Katz said, director at the Student Resolution Center, quote, since your noncompliance with this requirement poses a threat to the safety and well-being of the university community, the following interim measure applies to you. It says effective immediately, you are trespassed from all university property until May 16th, 2022. This means that you are not permitted to be on any university property or in any university building. This includes, but is not limited to, residence halls, university apartments, dining halls, in-person classes, the library, the rec center, all the other stuff. You get the picture. It says Colorado State University's current COVID-19 requirements are among the strictest in the nation despite the university having a high vaccination rate. 87.5% of students received the COVID-19 vaccine, while 84.9% of faculty members received the doses, a threshold that is often considered to be herd immunity, according to the, to the WHO. And so they're just, they're just threatening kids. They're setting dangerous, dangerous precedence, precedences. I mean, they're already putting wristbands to monitor and identify those that are unvaccinated, I guess they should be lucky. They should be lucky that they get to be uh, identified as unvaccinated, not to be arrested or trespassed. That's that's the authoritarian lunacy, the logic. You should be lucky for the chichi beans, for the crumbs that we're giving you. No, that's not the logic. That's not the thought process. That's not something we should entertain. 
that's something that needs to be pushed back on because check this out. Another article from the Post Millennial, Governor Greg Abbott bans COVID vaccine mandates for private businesses. They put this up October 11th. It's by Nick Monroe. Quote, the COVID-19 vaccine is safe, effective, and our best defense against the virus, but should always remain voluntary and never forced. Yeah, you see what's happening is coercion, manipulation. That's how these people want to do. They want to make your life increasingly more difficult to exist without the vaccine until you get it. So no, it's not mandatory. That's that's how all this goes. It has to be voluntary. You have to poison. You have Listen, you have to put that gun inside your mouth willingly. I'm not going to kill you yourself. I'm just going to load it up for you. I'm going to make sure it's cleaned. I'm going to make sure everything you need is here. But I'm not going to put that gun in your mouth. You are. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is clamping down all the way. The newest executive order from his office stipulates the vaccine mandates are not allowed anywhere in Texas from both a public and private entity standpoint. It indicates that it is being done because the governor believes these vaccination mandates are causing more of a disruption to the state than the pandemic itself at this point. I would have to agree, Greg. Quote, I issued an executive order prohibiting vaccine mandates by any entity in Texas. I also added the issue to the special session agenda. The COVID vaccine, here comes the propaganda. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective and our best defense against the virus but should always remain voluntary and never forced. The legal language translates to Abbott's ex- to Abbott explaining how he's routinely made sure that both the disaster proclamation for the state of Texas overall, as well as for individual countries, has been ongoing. It's intended to convey that the governor's office has been consistent in monitoring the situation. The most important element of the executive order is as follows, quote, no entity in Texas can compel receipt of a COVID-19 vaccine by any individual, including an employee or a customer who objects to such vaccination for any reason of personal conscience based on a belief, a religious belief, or for medical reasons, including prior recovery from COVID-19. I hereby suspend all relevant statutes to the extent necessary to enforce this prohibition. In the latest, it's the latest in the series of executive orders. What's different about this one is that the executive order at the end of August, banned vaccine mandates for government entities. This newest one states that this was necessary in response to the sweeping vaccine mandate announced by the Biden administration for workplaces in early September. It finishes off by saying that Governor Greg Abbott also added the item to the third special session agenda for the state legislator. It says, quote, the executive order will be rescinded upon the passage of such legislation. So we are having pushback. But it's because people are. We're, we're, we're having pushback because things are getting that intense. Like, it's a good thing that Greg Abbott did this. But he's doing this because he's he's seeing the damage that is that's being done to the economy. Like, hey, thanks. You're trying to save yourself a couple extra bucks, Greg. How many lives were lost before you realized that the sky was blue? But see, it's not even about it's not even about Greg Abbott recognizing that the sky is blue. He's paying attention to the winds of political change. He's seeing the real political climate change. He's seeing people get upset. He's seeing people get activated. He's seeing people get engaged. And that probably scares Greg. 
that, that, that probably scares Greg because that means he's going to have to do something that he doesn't want to do. Let me play for you guys real quick a clip of a pilot coming out, talking about the vaccine mandates, talking about the disruption that it's causing, and the choice that many people right now are facing standing up to this tyranny. It's truly courageous. It's brave. And I would say that we need to see more of it. And we probably, the, the crazy thing is, is there probably is more of it out there. Uh, but because of the iron wall of censorship that the technocrats and the scientific elite have built, there's no way that we can see it. Like, again, we've seen doctors, we've seen nurses be escorted out of hospitals all because of them protesting the, 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 the vaccine mandates. But now, because of planes, because of the economy, because of how things have rapidly changed, and how fast some of these mandates are going into effect, you're, you're, you're seeing pushback. You're seeing change. Here's that pilot, that airline pilot, talking about the ultimatum he was given and him pushing back against some of these tyrannical edicts. Let's go ahead and get that, that pulled up here for you guys. Join us. 
Dwayne, or die. You either join up, push back, stand up now, and fight back against this tyranny. Or you bend the knee, and that's all they want. All they want is for you to bend the knee. All they need is for you to capitulate. Make no mistake about it. People are standing up. People are fighting back in more ways than one. In more ways than they can comprehend. More ways than we realize. And that's why this is all so difficult. That's why this is all so hard. Is because we're having to make the ultimate sacrifice. We're having to step up. We're having to set the standard. Check this out. Look at this right here. Milestone case. Italian court sides with nurse wrongly suspended for refusing the COVID-19 jab. This is from LifeSite News, but they reposted it at Signs of the Times. It's by Pierre Borrelevi, and it says that a civil court has sided with a nurse who was suspended without pay after she refused the COVID-19 vaccine. The ruling was given to the Tribunal of Milan on September 16th following the appeal of the Italian nurse who was not named. She has been suspended without pay in February because she refused to receive the jab in defiance of a vaccine mandate imposed by her employer. The tribunal called the suspension, quote, illegitimate and ordered the employer to pay the nurse her full, her full wages with interest and errors. The decision overturns previous court rulings for similar cases. It is the first time in Italy that a court of law has ruled in favor of an employee in a case of a suspension or a dismissal for failure to vaccinate. The decision comes from one of Italy's most authoritative courts and is considered particularly significant because it overturns precedents and enshrines in law the illegitimacy of dismissing or suspending employees without failing to vaccinate. And heck yes, that's more of the energy that we need to see. We need to see, we, we, we legitimately need to see the system turn around. We need to weaponize the system. Like this is lawfare. This is, this is legal warfare, right? We need to get in the system. Fire people up. I mean, like the problem is, is a lot of the people within the system, doctors, lawyers, uh, EMTs, you know, engineers, scientists, a lot of these people are actually very disconnected uh, from um, the normal. They're, they're very disconnected from regular people. It's the easiest thing to say. Like a lot of the a lot of the high ups, the mucky mucks, the aristocrats, the bureaucrats, the type of people that we're dealing with, they are extremely disconnected. They have a borderline like celebrity approach towards a lot of the stuff. And so when we when we make a lot of like when we say things like they laugh at us, that's the easiest thing to say. Like these are the elites. And so they're not going to respond to what's happening to everything the same way that we are. The only way they respond is by the cup the, the clips that I'm trying to bring up here to you guys here shortly. They don't respond to things normally like like we do. Right. You see something, you say something, you get activated, you, you, you respond. The elites, they're disconnected. They're, they're insulated. The only way they respond is if they see force. Let me play for you guys a series of clips of the Italians rising up against the new world order. And then we'll close out this segment for you, good people. But uh, again, just here are examples of how we fight back. How frustrated we have to be! What a re, what a result looks like 
Uh, here's a series of clips of Italians in Rome standing up to the COVID-19 tyranny and more. Let's, let's see if we can get another one in here real quick. I don't think anybody here speaks to Italian. It, it, it's still good to get this type of stuff on record because it, it shows what we're dealing with is global, not local. Is the jackbooted thugs of the system. Beating protesters. Jackbooted thugs beating protesters in the middle of the street. Here they are outside of parliamentary buildings, government buildings in Rome. Tipping vehicles over. Smoke bombs being thrown at civilians. And you, you get the picture. You get the picture. You know, I, I look at a couple more of those clips. You guys can see more on our Telegram feed. We have to cut this, uh, this segment short so we can wrap up uh, the third segment. But, you know, I look at those clips of what's going on out there in Italy and I think what happened is for here in America, we had the January 6th event, and that just took the steam out of all the concept of resistance. I see folks out there in Italy. I see people out there in France. I see folks out there in Greece getting lit, getting fired up about this stuff, even in Australia, too, showing out in record numbers and waves and in droves fighting back against this type of tyranny. Here in America, all you see is crickets, man. All you hear is nothing. I think we had the January 6th riot or the January 6th event, however you want to term it for, for the alphabet agency that's listening, whatever. I think we had the January 6th event take place and that shook the, 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 the modern American resistance because that's what we need. The only reason we're seeing some of the pushback and seeing them accelerate in different parts of the world right now is because other nations, 
they, they, they're farther down this than we are. And so they are responding appropriately. But because Americans have been lulled to sleep and are too busy politicizing and playing politics and acting cute with this type of stuff, they're, 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 they're being much more subversive. They're being much more subtle. And I wish I could say that was the case because we're actually seeing the same level of subversion, the same level of subtlety take place nationwide or worldwide. It's just configured and customized to fit a certain uh, area. And so Americans are literally being sleepwalked into it, it, into the new world order while other nations around the world are waking up and feverishly going back against it. And that's what we need here. We need less pussyfooting around the situation, more active engagement, more solutions, more of calling out the enemy. Again, more commitment, right? More convincing so we can convert other people because that's where we're in right now. This is truly a battle for the future. But we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we're basically going to be talking about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, sustainable development, economic collapse, the engineered destruction of our country, the supply line disruption, all that, all of that stuff. Again, how everyone that's going on strike right now over the vaccine mandate, everybody that is protesting and more, how that is actually causing and aiding in the collapse of our economy, which is exactly what they want. Now, as accidents happen, where we found out that 81% of UK COVID-19 deaths in September were from people who were fully vaccinated. That was accidents happen. We're going to be talking about the engineered collapse on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. We thought we were safe. 
we thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home. Just like that, you know, because <laughs> we played the um, facts, wax, we're in slacks, going on TikTok, dropping facts. Not really your propaganda. Um, we played that clip and then we played for you guys the My Patriot Supply, storable good clips right after. It's like, well, you got this clown over here acting like he's talking to you about stuff that's important. Uh, the collapse of the economy is happening right before you. And it feels like we're just trying to rearrange deck chairs on the Titanic, like as it's sinking. It, 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 it's like as we're literally talking about record numbers of inflation, record numbers of money that's being printed by the Fed right now, you've got California over there saying, oh, well, we need gender neutral toy aisles. <laughs> it's like, what? The vaccines are out here killing and maiming people. Did, 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 did. 
did we need another statue for somebody? Did somebody die? It's like, think about the logic of, of what these people are doing. They are trying to overthrow reality. They are trying to overthrow logic. They are trying to overthrow, if anything, criminalize critical thinking. They're criminalizing dissent. Again, rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic as we literally sink. And they say, oh, you need gender neutral toy aisles. Anyway, if you guys want to support this operation, patreon.com forward slash the noise era, patreon.com forward slash the noise era, or go to coffee.com forward slash noise era and support us there. I would also highly recommend that you guys take the time to get yourself some storable goods from my Patriot Supply. There are three different ways for our audience members, people who have joined us this far into the show, show <laughs> to, to, to support us. I'm going to push my Patriot Supply probably a couple of times in this segment because that's the only thing I can think to say when confronted with this type of information. I would hate to see this type of stuff and not have my Patriot Supply, not have storable goods for up to two years, not have a solution. So again, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash the noise era or coffee.com forward slash noise era or do yourself, myself, America and the future a favor and get yourself storable goods at mypatriotsupply.com. All of the links for this will be in the description bar below. <laughs> Are you vaxxed, waxed, wearing slacks, hopping on TikTok, dropping facts? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hey, let me let me go ahead and uh, effectively close out that last segment for you good guys. We were talking about C-19, the bioterror terrorism that's going on, bioterrorism that's going on. Uh, China braces for possible large-scale COVID-19 outbreak. Leaked CCP documents have revealed. This is by Alex Wu of the Epoch Times. They put this up October 10th. Just to put a little bow on the whole COVID crisis. Uh, and then we'll get into supply chain disruptions and everything else here shortly. But it said the Chinese regime has notified local authorities to prepare for a large-scale outbreak of COVID-19, according to leaked internal documents obtained by the Chinese Epoch Times. One document titled, quote, Notice of Further Strengthening of Epidemic Pre Prevention, was issued by the Chinese regime's state council and forwarded by Fujian provincial government to local authorities on September 30th. The other is a, quote, National Day Epidemic Prevention Notice issued by the state council on October 1st and distributed by the Fujian provincial officials to local authorities. The documents are both marked, quote, extra urgent. Both notices request enhanced pre preparations for an emergency response to the outbreak with the Chinese Communist Party putting forward at least two standards for local authorities. One is to build central isolation sites with local authorities required by the end of October to create facilities of no less than 20 rooms per 10,000 people. The scale of, of each isolation site must be more than 100 rooms. According to public data, the population of the Fujian province in 2020 was 41.54 million. As of September 19th, the province has set up 35,691 quarantine rooms 
and 296 central sites. So basically, this is the shielding method that we hear taking place by the CDC in China, where they're setting up centralized locations uh, to where they can isolate and quarantine individuals in the state or the province or the county in which you are in. That's wild. It says, based on the standard set in the notice, Fujian province will need to build at least 83,000 quarantine rooms by the end of October, which is almost 47,000 rooms in less than a month. And we've seen them do this. We've actually seen China build uh, quarantine facilities, like a whole town. Uh, again, I find this all very disturbing in and of itself that I'm just casually talking about how China has quarantine facilities Canada has quarantine facilities. Uh, Australia has quarantine facilities. Everybody, everybody's got quarantine facilities now. All of a sudden, and we're all for it because of COVID. You know, we're we're all about disappearing people because I'm scared. Uh, get this person away with from me. Uh, this says according to one expert, the requirements of the for the COVID nineteen quarantine site reveals the real situation of the pandemic in China. Sean Lin, a former virology researcher at the U.S. Army Research Institute, told the Epoch Times, quote, this reflects the CCP's concern about the rise of the epidemic. It must have been concealing the true epidemic in mainland China. Otherwise, it would, it would not have suddenly issued a national notice of emergency preparedness. Quote, notice of further strengthening of, prep, of epidemic prep prevention requires the establishment of a five-layered five control system. It states, township and street CCP cadres, community grid staff, grassroots medical workers, police, and volunteers shall jointly implement community epidemic prevention, such as, quote, strictly implementing community prevention and control or locking down residential communities. So that's exactly what it is. The CCP is literally about to conduct the shielding approach. Uh, <laughs> crazy. They're, they're about to implement the shielding approach in China. They're preparing for another outbreak here. It says Lin said that the control system is actually to tighten social management in local areas and quote, the CCP's purpose is to tighten control. That's, that's, that's it. There's nothing else to say. Uh, quote, if there is no nucleic acid, nucle no nucleic acid test, all the CCP's epidemic prevention measures are the same as political campaigns. For example, you could be quarantined at any time and put into in a, in a quarantine site. And the quarantine sites can also be a place of political persecution, what we talked about at the start of the show. Quote, no matter who you are, as long as the CCP says you, you test a positive in a nuclear acid test, it will, it will deprive you of all your rights. The CCP's quarantine sites are actually an alternative form of concentration camps. Yes. There it is. So China is preparing for another outbreak another COVID outbreak. And who knows if it's another real outbreak or if it's just another another authoritarian means at a power grab. I think it's more the latter instead of the former, but yeah. Uh, China is preparing for another large scale outbreak and they're building quarantine and isolation facilities at local community and state levels. And they say they need to hurry up and build more beds, more of the beds. And this is crazy because in China, we literally saw them just like 
break down people's doors, disappear people left and right, burning bodies, uh, keeping incinerators on 24-7. And there's still not enough people dead for the Chinese sake. And these are the people we're going to follow. So, yeah, the, 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 the CCP is implementing the CDC's shielding approach. It's only a matter of time until we start getting footage of the very same thing happening here. I mean, shucks, they have, we've, we've, we've talking about it here, the Wellingsboro prison in the UK, how they have like a citywide, uh, a, a, a citywide COVID camp or quarantine camp. It's, it's insane. We should just start calling them quarantine towns because that's essentially what they are. Uh, but moving on, we've, we've, we've got to start talking more about the engineer collapse. That's it as well. Uh, these these new homes that you're going to have, these quarantine plant camps, they're preparing people for coffin apartments, for lower standard of living, having the bare necessities, being a part of like a, a, a an experiment or a social construct, so to speak. But we'll, we'll 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 probably talk more about that in the future. We don't have time to talk about it now. But check this out: a global energy crisis is about to take the quote mass shortage to a whole new level. This is an article. Uh, I'm assuming by Michael Snyder, but the folks over there in Times Headlines reposted October 8th. It says this is going to be one tough winter. On top of everything else we're facing, a very alarming energy crisis is rapidly growing all over the world. Supplies of natural gas and coal are getting tighter by the day, and this is dramatically affecting manufacturers and major exports such as China. So that means that less stuff is going to be coming across the ocean in the months ahead. And that means that the shortages in our stores are going to be getting even worse. This is really happening and we're going to have to deal with it. Of course, store shelves are already getting pretty bare all around the country. They're calling it, quote, the everything shortage. And it has been intensifying each passing week. I have so much to talk about that I'm not even sure where to begin. So I'm just going to start with, oh, man, Bigly Piggly Wiggly in Charleston, West Virginia. I used to love Piggly Wiggly. Uh, store owner Jeff Joseph says that a shortage of Gatorade is one of the biggest issues that he is currently wrestling with. If you've ever been to a grocery store lately, you may have noticed that some of your products, your favorite products, aren't available. I've been talking about this for quite some time. At the Bigly Piggly Wiggly in Charleston, Western West Virginia, the section where they keep Gatorade is close to empty. Quote, who would think the Gatorade would be a problem to get in the store? But apparently it is. And it is something that we have been wrestling with for quite some time now said Jeff Joseph, store owner. Day after day, I see more local news reports like this. I just picked this one out because I really like the name of the store, Bigly Piggly Wiggly. And my readers continue to send me emails about what conditions are like where they live. One reader that is located in Pennsylvania was deeply alarmed by a lack of milk and dog food during her last visit to the supermarket. Yesterday, October 7th, I was at our giant supermarket on Ling's Lingle's Town Road, a few miles from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It is the largest giant in the area. I was at the milk section. There was maybe more than 10 empty rows with no milk in them. My husband wanted chocolate milk. They had only one brand. I was looking for dog treats and found they had moved the aisle. There was not as many brands. They are taking the dog food bags and moving them out to the front of the shelf to make them look full, but there are no bags behind them. We like Arizona canned tea but I had to settle for a big bottle instead. Canned tea is hard to get. The aisle with the toilet paper and the towels were half empty. 
I'm, I'm, I'm sharing. I'm going to share a personal story real quick. Since we're talking about shortages, I, I, I get crystal geyser like bottled water. I get crystal geyser bottled water because it's like the best. It's it's alkaline. It's got all the all. It, it checks off all the stuff on my list, uh, but it's not there. These are like big gallon jugs of just, you know, water. They're not at Smith's. They're not at Family Dollar. They're not at Dollar Tree. They're not at Walgreens. They're just not here. Water. And, you know, it, it, it could be a shortage. It could come back next week. Uh, but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about where it's at right now. So I'm, I, I myself am beginning to see uh, shortages. And that's true what they talk about over there at the Tractor Supply, man. You know, they're running out of dog food, chicken food, all kinds of stuff. Let me get back into this over here. Um, the article goes on to say that I wanted some Nutter Butter cookies, like I need them. But they had none. In southwestern Arkansas, it sounds like things are even worse. We had been warned that there would be a shortage of toys during this holiday season. I have a clip to play for you guys on that shortly after. And one of my readers says that she's already noticing a huge change. It is horrifying to walk through a Dollar General store down here in southwestern Arkansas. There are bare shelves, the toy aisle. Maybe she needs to check the gender-neutral aisle. Normally, they're flooded this time of year in anticipation of Christmas. There is nothing there, like what should normally be there. Brookshire's is the premium market down here. They do not have frozen turkeys. And the frozen chicken that we purchased, the Tyson chicken, I bought a five-pound flat of drumsticks. There were still feathers on some of the pieces of the chicken. I had to wash, pluck, and wow, just wow, what the factories must be like these days is all I'm saying. We have never seen anything like this before, and the experts are telling us that the months in front of us are going to be even worse. These days, even big corporate news outlets are consist are constantly running stories about the shortages. Yeah, I, I saw that um, Raising Cane's, I'm not sure what that is, but I think it's like a, it's just like a chicken store. But the article from Business Insider said that Raising Cane was taking people from their corporate offices and having them actually work in restaurants. So they were taking people who were behind desks and doing desk jobs and putting them in front of fryers and cashiers saying, listen, I don't care about your corporate stuff. That's all unimportant. We need bodies inside the chain stores to keep them running. That's what that's that's that is also uh, what is being reported Getting back into the article, it says the following is an excerpt from one report that was entitled, quote, America is running out of everything. I visited CVS last week to pick out some at-home COVID-19 tests. They've been sold out for a week, an employee told me. So I asked about paper towels, but we're out of those too, he said. Try Walgreens. I drove to a Walgreens that had paper towels, but when I asked a pharmacist to fill some very common prescriptions, he told me that the store had run out. Try the target up the road, he suggested. Target's pharmacy had the meds, but its front air area was alarmingly barren, like the canned food section of a grocery store one hour before a hurricane makes landfall. In the past, any shortages were almost very temporary, but these shortages aren't going to go away anytime soon. In fact, that same article that I just quoted openly admitted that, quote, this is the economy now. This is the economy now. One-hour errands are now multi-hour odysseys. Next day deliveries are becoming day after next deliveries. That car parts you need, it'll take an extra week. Sorry. That book you were looking for, come back in next November. The baby crib you bought, make it December. Buying a new home improvement job that requires several construction workers, 
ha ha, pray for 2022. Even the usually optimistic talking heads on television are warning us that colossal problems that have caused this epic global supply chain crisis are not going to be resolved for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Meanwhile, as I noted above, a very frightening global energy crisis threatens to, quote, take that everything shortage to an entirely new level. You get in the picture yet? You get in the picture yet? Get storable goods while you can. Get storable goods while you can. You like it's 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 it is already shit is breaking down, bro. Things are breaking down. Things are getting crazy. And it's all been done by design. So while you got jabronis over here talking about being facts, slack, wearing slacks, going on TikTok, dropping facts. Here's the fact of the situation. Pandering to this type of nonsense is what's crashing the economy. When when the first world shuts down, the third world dies. That's where we're that's why we're importing all these migrants, all these refugees, not because they're fleeing from the, the tyranny of their own nation, but because of the COVID, the lack of opportunity and more. They see America as the land of the free, home of the brave. Hey, we have opportunity here. But guess what? The opportunity is escaping even us. Let's go into China. They're the ones with all the economic opportunity. Let, let me let me calm down. Get storable goods while you can. Support this operation if you can. A, a, a dollar a month, five dollars a month. I want to be I want to be your guys's radio. I want to be the one figuring out how to get the message out there to people because we have been sounding the alarm for so long that I'm sure we sound passe. But here it is. It's running up on us. And for the, the past two years, when I was telling you guys, get storable goods, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I don't, I don't know how I, I don't know how else to stress the point. Like, I, I really I wish I remembered like what Steve Quayle said when he when he was talking about how we're basically going from a period of abundance to selection to where we we we, we, we grew up with supermarkets and grocery stores where we just saw all kinds of different items and variations of the same thing. And it's not going to be like that anymore. This is how they set the stage for, for, for sustainable development. This is agenda 21. This is the engineered collapse. This is what these people are doing. We're not going to have all the abundance and the largesse that we're familiar with. It's going to go to selection and designation. Here's what your carbon credits say that you can eat. Here is what you have been allowed. Maybe that's what, Went from selection to allowance. I'm not sure, but check this out, guys. Here's here's more of the sustainable development, green agenda, the engineered collapse, all that. Check this out. Due to pressure to curb, quote, greenhouse gases, eating beef could soon become a luxury and no longer common. So just like that, the vegans, they got their way. They got their way. This is what they always wanted, right? It's like that Chinese geneticist said. He said we could we could engineer humans to be meat intolerant. This is what it is. There was a, I'm telling you, man, I'm gonna have to try to find that movie, that TV series. There's a TV series by uh, 
Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, I think, called Incorporated. And in that, they had this like one scene that stuck with me that made me actually like the series. There's a lot of stuff that they, they, they told. I think it was like one season long on the Sci-Fi Channel, and they took it down because it was very telling about the times that we're going into. But the main character, they had Trump's wall there and everything that separated societies. You had this like crazy ghetto that the people who were in the other side of the wall went to. They tried all these future drugs, and then they went back to their side of the wall. And it's a, it's, it's a very, very telling series. But there's a, a, a scene in one of the episodes where the main character, the protagonist, gets his wife like a pack of bacon as like an anniversary gift. And that pack of bacon's just like, oh, like, like, wow. Like he breaks off some of that bacon for his, uh, for his, 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 for his maid. And she's like, oh, wow. Thank you, sir. Like I've never, I haven't had bacon in quite some time. Due to pressure to curb greenhouse gases, eating beef could soon become a luxury and no longer common. It says the boss of Europe's top meat processor said beef will become a luxury like champagne because of the climate impact of producing it. Quote, beef is not going to be super climate friendly. Danish Crown Chief Executive Officer Jay Valer said in an interview with Danish newspaper Berlingske. Quote, it will be a luxury product that we eat when we want to treat ourselves. Valer said pork would be a more climate friendly protein. Danish Crown is one of Europe's largest pork providers. although. It is also a player in the beef market. Meat companies are coming under pressure to curb greenhouse gases with 57% of all food industry emissions coming from making animal products, according to one study. Tackling methane emissions from livestock is one of the most critical climate challenges for producers. Think about that. Yeah, it'll be hard to produce that. But this situation that we're in right now with the labor shortages, with the supply line disruption, the, the, the everything shortage, this plays right into their hands. Right into the hands of our technocratic scientific dictators. This is exactly what they want. When we want to treat ourselves. Interesting. But the interesting part for me when when reading this is the pork. Of course, they would accept pork. Of course, they would allow you to have pork. That's where all the problems are. That's where a lot of people get sick is because of the pork. It also says that, too, in the Bible, uh, that we're not supposed to eat pork because it contains all these all these different toxins. Doesn't say that about steak. Doesn't say that about other types of red meat, but it does say that about pork. Just something to contemplate. Let's let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, look at this right here. EMS service warns of crippling labor shortage that undermines the 9-11 system. The 9-1-1 system. Yeah, because they're having a hard time literally uh, getting people to work at these call centers. More crime is taking place. More people are being disrupted, uh, and we're and we're paying the bill for it, man. Like this is truly crazy to 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 break down, to comment on, um, and to just 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 basically process all of this. And it's only going to get crazier. We're seeing 
again, we're seeing the breakdown of society. I think that's the easiest way for me to summarize everything. Like, look at this. I'm over here on, on our Telegram feed. Uh, but Walmart and Costco begin limiting toilet paper sales while toil, by toil, while toy companies are warning of a shipping delay. Yeah. So they're just telling you, like, hey, things are slowing down. We we the overnight packaging, we don't have all that, and this is exactly what they want. Here is a quick protest that took place in the UK over the weekend. <laughs> An eco protest. This is what these jabronis are pushing for and fighting for. They don't see how they're actually inviting in their own destruction. Here is a protest that took place over the weekend. Outraged UK drivers drag eco-mob protesters from the street who were blocking traffic. Let's uh, take a look at this and then we'll pick it up on the other side. Grown men acting like children. I've lost my job interview because of these lot, yeah. What's your job interview for? For a skip driver. HGV driver, some HGV. Just shortage of HGVs. Look at this lot. None of them work. They've all retired. And you had an interview this morning. I've lost it. I've been told I've lost it because I'm too late because of these. I'm and you lost hour, the job? Yeah, I'm um, an hour late because of this lot. What does that mean for you and how are you feeling? I've got two young children. Jesus. Jesus, dude. Yeah, so I'll, I'll describe it for our audio listeners, but essentially you have not even grown men. These are old men. Old men standing in the middle of the street being dragged repeatedly by individuals who are simply just trying to pass. And so think about this, because we're talking about the supply line disruption. We're talking about the shortages, the labor shortages, stuff like this. These guys think they're doing a good thing. They don't see how we need all hands on deck right now. Somebody's got to work. And you've got retirees that have been brainwashed by their media or brainwashed by their, 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 their comrades, so to speak, to act in this behavior, to act in this way. These are grown men. Grown men. Acting like toddlers, being treated like children. Stopping people from actually going to work. Stopping people from actually being productive members of society. They want to be disruptive. They want to be seen as mental defectives. They have no problem being considered lazy. They have no problem uh, taking benefits from the government, from being, from, from being indentured slaves from living off of the benefits of others. They think they're doing a good thing here. But they're not. Right? They're stopping this guy from being able to feed his kids. They're stopping other people from being able to put food on their table. They're stopping people from being able to contribute to the very, very, very thinly veiled economy we have right now. These are those eco-extremists. These are the people we've talked about in the past. <laughs> Outraged UK drivers drag eco mob protesters from street who were blocking traffic. They think they're doing a good thing. Their friends in the media told them to do a good thing. Uh, 
XR, Extinction Rebellion, is very big in the UK. It's like we have, it's like there's Greta Thunberg over there, like in the EU. We have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And in the UK, they have Extinction Rebellion leading the charge for all the climate, climate change nonsense that's going on. Those are the people that put this on. They were in the streets just like a week ago, too. But that's what I'm saying. As we're literally seeing the, the, the world and the economy as we knew it grind to a halt for the, for, the, for, for the Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 Sustainable Development Agenda, you have people actually egging it on. It's like those protesters that ran up on Kristen Cinema saying, hey, we need that Build Back Better agenda. We need it now. You have no idea what you're inviting. You have no idea what you're pushing for. Look at this. Check this out. Here's Evan, here's here is an example of the Build Back Better agenda, of the Agenda 21, of Agenda 2030, of sustainable development, of eco extremists getting their way. Here's here's how it is, right? Look at this. California ban or California bans small off-road gas engines, including lawnmowers and chainsaws. This is an article by Christopher Burroughs of the Epoch Times. They put this up October 11th. And before I get into this, let me make another quick shameless plug for our exclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash the noise era. When you guys join, you'll get access to our Smorgasbord edition, which is seasons one through six, including our Building the Matrix documentary series. In that docu-series, you will hear me talk about where we are at right now. I put that thing together at least like seven years ago, five, six, seven years ago. And in it, I, I tripped out because I was reading the Agenda 21 and Agenda, and Agenda 2030 documents. I tripped out because they talked about doing just this, banning gasoline-powered engines. And my way of interpreting it was, oh, my God, they want to get rid of the Corvette. They want to get rid of the Mustang. They want to get rid of, you know, muscle cars, babes in bikinis, uh, meat, everything that makes America awesome. And sure enough, that's what we're talking about right here. So, yes, no, even if you join our exclusive membership program at $1 a month or $5 a month, you can get access to the Smorgasbord edition, which is the very first post, which has our Building the Matrix docuseries, which you can watch, that 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 you can listen to, that, 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 that foreshadows everything we're talking about and more. I'll for sure put that link in the description bar below, but let's get back into this quick article Again, California bans small off-road gas engines, including lawnmowers and chainsaws. Uh, an article by Christopher Burroughs of the Epoch Times says California moved one step closer to ending reliance on fossil fuels as Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill in the law on Sunday to ban all off-road gas-powered engines. The new law requires the state to apply the new rule by January 1st, 2024 or as soon as regulators determine is, quote, feasible, whichever date is later, according to the bill. The bill served as one step in the governor's California comeback plan that includes a strong focus on climate change initiatives. Quote, in a time when the state and the country are more divided than ever, this legislative session reminds us what we can accomplish together. I am thankful for our partners in the state legislator who furthered our efforts to tackle the state's most persistent challenges. Together, we took action to address those changes or those challenges head on. Implementing historic legislation and the California Comeback Plan, they hit fast forward on our state's recovery, 
Newsom said in a press release on Saturday. Quote, what we're doing here in California is unprecedented in both nature and scale. We will come back from this pandemic stronger than ever before, he added. Not all Californians approve of the new legislation. Andrew Bray, vice president of the government relations for the National Association of Landscape Professionals, argued that zero emission commercial grade equipment landscapers will be far too expensive. Quote, these companies are going to have to completely retrofit their entire workshops to be able to handle this massive change in voltage. So they're going to be charged every day, Bray said, according to a Los Angeles Times report Saturday. The change could strongly impact small businesses in landscaping and related industries. In addition to increased cost, the change could result in other expect or other unexpected problems, such as the need to carry charged batteries. Bray said there said a three-person landscaping crew will need to carry 30 to 40 fully charged batteries to power its equipment during a full day's work, according to the report. Oh my God, that's crazy. 30 to 40 fully charged batteries just for one day's work. Think about that. Something that would take like in maybe maybe six hours, maybe five hours is going to take like eight hours because you've got to charge and do all that. It finishes off by saying the new law is expected to affect nearly 50,000 small businesses, according to the Washington Examiner. It noted that California's budget includes $30 million for professional landscapers and gardeners to quit using gas-powered equipment, but it would not be enough to cover the full costs. The change also not only... The change is also not the only recent climate change announcement regarding gas-powered engines by Newsom. Last month, the governor signed an executive order to ban gas-powered and diesel cars by 2035. Quote, this is the most impactful step of our state can take to fight climate change, Newsom said in the press release announcing the order. Quote, for too many decades, we have allowed cars to pollute the air that our children and families breathe. So there it is. That's what happens when government cares for you. It takes away your fun. So say goodbye to dirt bikes. Say goodbye to ATVs. Say goodbye to cars in 2035. Say goodbye to 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 dually to 10-inch trucks with dually wheels on them, man, that burn coal whenever they go down the down the road. Say goodbye to that. Say hello to the EVs, to the electrical vehicles. Say hello to the electric Mustang. Say hello to the future. And this is it. This is how the authoritarianism works. But 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 think about that. Let's use that metric system real quick if we can, guys. 30 to 40 batteries for a single day's work. Landscaping crews that bust out two jobs a day sometime are now relegated to being able to work only one day because they've got to carry all these bundles of batteries. That's just batteries. Let's 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 talk about that on a global scale. This is what people were talking about whenever they said they could that we could not do this, that we should not, that we should not do this, that we should not switch from fossil fuels to a, an entirely electric economy because that's going to be dangerous. And not only dangerous, but it's going to be costly. And by costly, I mean it's going to cost people their lives. This is going to upset a lot of things. And so basically what's happening is as you see America going into cardiac arrest, uh, what they're, what they are attempting to do is to let us die on the operating table only for them to inject us with nanites 
called the COVID-19 jab and then use a defibrillator on us and bring us back after our DNA has been altered. They want us to die in our current configuration only for them to build back better. This was These are their words. This is what they intend to do, right? They know full well what these moves are doing. They've got access to it. They see it, but they don't care, right? They don't care how it's going to, how much it's going to cost, the damage it's going to do. They need to hurry up and switch over because there's something even, there's something even greater that's going to come after that. You see, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and play this quick clip for you guys. And then we'll continue on from there. Let me play this clip of, of Fox saying that shoppers could see empty shelves on Black Friday. More of the supply line being disrupted, more of the foreshadowing taking place. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, Kamala Harris said the same thing. Just a couple weeks ago, Kamala Harris said the same thing. She said, some people go ahead and get your Christmas presents now because they may not be there uh, come Christmas. Holiday shoppers are already being warned to hit the stores early. Mar Marissa Silva, a toy expert, says the industry is being hit hard by the shipping crisis. Silva says there's a delay of about six to eight weeks for a lot of toys. She also warns by Black Friday there may not be much on the store shelves. Ongoing supply chain disruptions and that microchip shortage will both cut down on inventory and drive up the costs of toys yep. that are available. Yep. Like we said, Walmart and Costco are already telling you prepare for shipping delays. Prepare for that to not be there. Uh, overnight shipping, that's not there. And again, you got to think about it, man. Like Amazon is raking in cash like nobody's business. They don't care about shipping delays. They care about our sales. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, look at this right here. CNN uses creepy dystopian, quote, before times rhetoric to justify empty shelves. This is an article by Paul Joseph Watson. They put this up October 12th from Summit.News. Quote, they are, layering, they are laying narrative groundwork to prepare you for a world of shortages, scarcity, and incompetence. Yes, austerity measures. The austerity measures are being deployed. Scarcity. Selection, the abundance, that's gone. Questions are being asked of CNN after the network used the creepy dystopian phrase, quote, before times to describe a time pre-COVID when grocery shelves weren't empty. We've seen this beforehand. Where they said BC and AC, before COVID and after COVID. This is exactly what the Marxists would do. This is what the communists call year zero. The phase appears in a report about how grocery shelves, quote, aren't not going back to normal this year as a result of labor shortages and transportation restrictions. Quote, if you hoped grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in before times with limitless options stretching out before you in the snack, drink, candy and frozen food aisle, get ready for some disappointing news, states the article. Note how, quote, before times is emphasized by its seemingly otherwise unnecessary capitalization. The dystopian language appears to be another way of socially engineering Americans to accept, quote, the new normal. 
which will include rolling lockdowns, energy crises, and food shortages. Twitter users accused the network of weaponizing language to induce fear mongering. Quote, they say the before times, like COVID is equivalent to Jesus. Absolute lunatics, tweeted Robert Starbuck. Quote, interesting way of saying that we will have food shortages in Joe Biden's America, remarked Harrison Crank. Another respondent warned the CNN would use the term to distract from the Biden administration's incompetence and blame any problems on the pandemic. I would have to agree. Out-of-stock percentages in U.S. grocery chains have risen from 7 to 10% before the pandemic to as high as 18% in the recent days. Yes, they are telling you and they are telegraphing that the days of abundance, the days of largesse, the before times, they're gone. This is the new normal of shortages, of incompetence, of disruptions. Get used to it. And I think, what was it? It it, it came out this week. I don't think we put it into the show notes. Uh, but a record amount of people are leaving their jobs right now. A record amount. Yeah, right here, blacklisted news. Uh, a record 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August. 4.3 million people said, F it, I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not working. You can make more on unemployment, and that's exactly what they want. Right here from Business Insider, almost four in 10 workers plan to leave their jobs this year. Says here are the biggest reasons why. Flexibility, culture trumps salary. Uh, They said they want better communication, greater psychological safety, more employee appreciation, and things like this. But there's a labor shortage. And here are all the things being impacted by it. Let me get into a a final couple more articles that illustrate how we have a occupied puppet in the White House carrying out, basically carrying out economic and political sabotage on us is the easiest way to summarize and describe it. I mean, how else would you summarize that you have a traitor in the command, the commander in chief position selling your nation out left and right? How else would you describe it? How else would you describe these actions? That's why I say economic and political sabotage. Like he has set us up for such failure that, <laughs> that, 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 that if we survive this, if, and when we get through this, we're going to be so much more different uh, then when we went in it, we, we, we probably won't want to go back to normal. We're going to have to create our own semblance of normalcy. Um, and this is all being done by design. But let me go ahead and pull up the article for you good people, and then we will continue on from there. <laughs> incredible. Truly. Uh Truly, it is incredible. Look at this. Check this out. Former former director of national intelligence issues warning over Biden buying Chinese drones for the feds. So a lot of things to break down. uh, And just that right there. 
like I said, economic sabotage. 40% of American of U.S. households uh, have financial instability. A lot of people are dipping into their savings. They're telling us right off the bat, hey, you should expect. You, you, you should you should go ahead and start expecting shortages. Uh, the before times are good. You're in the new times. You're in the COVID times. Things are going to get bad here. So they're preparing us for economic uncertainty, destabilization. But they're willing to buy drones from our enemies. How wild is that? It's like, well, we're literally over here, barely able to put food on our table here in America dipping into our savings to just survive Joe Biden's America, he thinks it's a great time to start maybe working with the Chinese. Hmm. Oh. Give me a... One quick second, guys. I think that uh, because we are streaming on Telegram and streaming through StreamYard and doing what we're doing, I think this little old laptop over here is having itself a bit of a conniption fit, trying to keep up with uh, all of my clickies. Yeah, we might just have to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and read from. No, maybe. Well, shucks, I was about to say maybe I should just go ahead and read from, read from my phone. If if the laptop wants to start acting up like this, we don't have time to sit up over here and do all this nonsense. But Jesus. About to give me like an aneurysm or a seizure with all these these. Yeah, you know, for the sake of time, I'm gonna go ahead and just read from the phone. I don't know what's going on with um with our what you call it with our screens. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I will go ahead and read this and then maybe we can get the clip up for you guys. If it wants to stop being temperamental. But that's okay. That's how these things work, man. It might also work if we closed a couple tabs after we were done with them. But, uh, you know, we're all learning something together, man. (laughs) We're all learning something together. Okay, I think we might be working. Sorry for the ranting and the rambling. Just killing airtime. Let's go ahead and pull this article up for you good people. Oh, my God. It's like as we pulled it up, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to start freaking out. I'm definitely not going to start freaking out. Let's go ahead and just read this from the phone. If it wants to be temperamental, let it. Uh, former DNA, DNI Ratcliffe says Biden administration is buying dangerous Chinese drones that were banned by Trump. John Ratcliffe says that the purchases are, quote, consistent with Biden's, quote, softer approach towards China, despite endangering American national security. This is an article by Sophie Mann 
written by the by Just the News, not the Noise. They put this up October 11th. It says over the weekend, former director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe told Fox News's Maria Bartiromo that Biden administration that the Biden administration's apparent proclivity for purchasing Chinese drones is quote dangerous for national security. I would have to agree. Uh, China China openly talks about being at, at war with us. So for us to continue to buy goods from our enemy like this, not only could they sell us crappy goods, but they could also backdoor the products that they buy with 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 programs to surveil them. I mean, that's what they already do. Getting back into the article, it says that the Trump era DNI told the host that it is a major issue that the current administration through the FBI and Secret Service has continued to acquire drones from Chinese firm DJI. Among other concerns, DJI was flagged by the Trump administration at a Chinese business with which Americans should be barred from doing business. The concern among Trump administration officials and GOP members of the legislative branch is that the Chinese Communist Party uses data acquired through the DJI drones to access sensitive information about a range of U.S. subject areas. In the past, police departments have purchased the DJI drones, leaving them vulnerable to data breaches and information hacks by the CCP. Whereas the Trump administration, according to Ratcliffe, quote, advanced a policy where we wouldn't use that Chinese technology. The continued purchase of Chinese technology that the government has every reason to believe is being used against American interest, quote, is consistent with the Biden administration's taking a softer approach towards China. Quote, this makes very little sense, added Ratcliffe, but, quote, the, but the Department of Justice gets what it focuses on. And at the moment, DOJ, quote, thinks American parents are terrorists, he said, referring to an order issued by Attorney General Merrick Garland last week in which he instructed the FBI to mobilize against American parents protesting the implementation of critical race theory in the children in the children's classroom. A letter to President Joe Biden from the teachers union asked the administration to label these distraught parents as domestic terrorists. So what they're basically implying is you get what you focus on. We wish that we would not have a traitor in chief. But right now, you know, they're focusing on parents. They're focusing on all the wrong things, everything that's upside down. Check this out right here. I think we might be having a working screen again. Don't know what that was about. Uh, but top Pentagon official blows the whistle, saying that Biden has surrendered to China. This is an article by Sean Adetalabi of Newswire. They put this up October 13th, and it says a top Pentagon official has resigned in protest to the Biden administration's, quote, surrender to China, which he has warned is set to become the world's leading superpower soon. Quote, we have no competing fighting chance against China in 15 to 20 years. Nicholas Chalin admitted to a Financial Times interview on Monday, quote, right now, it's already a done deal. It is already over, in my opinion. Uh, let me pause right there because this came out, uh, something else came out earlier this week. Somebody left it. It was, was, I forget which branch. I think he was in the Navy and I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he basically said that America's interest in AI is like that of a Chinese, of of a, of a kindergarten compared to the Chinese saying that, dude, we need to give it up. Like the Chinese beat us. We're so far by so far behind the Chinese whenever it comes to AI that it's not even a game anymore. 
And now you have somebody else basically saying the same thing, that it's a, it's a done deal. Jalen, who was appointed in 2018 under former President Trump, warned it was pointless for him to continue in his position given the U.S. military's current subservience to China. He warned the U.S. cyber defenses are current. Yep, I think this is this. This is this is the guy. He warned the U.S. cyber defenses are currently, quote, at kindergarten level, making America an easy target for a large scale hacking operations that will bring the country's infrastructure and banking systems to a halt. It's what they want. It's called the Great Reset. While the Democrats have made combating climate change and promoting woke transgenderism their top priority, they are deliberately and recklessly leaving America vulnerable to an attack by China. China's superiority will ensure its global dominance because America is sliding into mediocrity. I don't want to agree. WesternJournal.com reports that lowering standards at schools and in the workplaces doesn't help underachieving individuals or groups. All it does is dumb down students across the board and undercut American exceptionalism. This is a boon for our foreign adversaries. Chaelin also blamed tech giant Google, which cheerfully does the bidding of the Democrats to push left-wing agendas for refusing to work with the Defense Department to develop artificial intelligence. Meanwhile, Chinese tech conglomerates are, ob- are obliged to work with their governments to help them dominate the world. Chaelin said he plans to testify before Congress about the mounting Chinese cyber threat in the coming weeks. Since Joe Biden was installed as president, the United States has been the target of cyber attacks from both China and Russia. Predictably, Biden refused to confront either country about the escalating cyber warfare on the United States. Chalen resigned in early September and posted a blistering letter to his LinkedIn account in which he torpedoed the Defense Department for putting incompetent, unqualified people in charge of critical military infrastructure. You guys remember that? You remember whenever Joe Biden gave Putin at Geneva, like in Geneva, Switzerland, a, a, a list of 16 critical U.S. infrastructure targets and said, don't don't hit these. And we were like, what the hell? Why would you what? Why would you give these guys a list of things not to hit? Oh, that's why. Because you're going to hit them. The engineering collapse planned obsolescence. That's what you, that's what they want. They want to dumb us down, make us incompetent. So stuff just starts falling apart and you're already seeing it. He said these inane personnel decisions and America's nonstop elevation of mediocrity have compromised his children's future. Quote, I realize more clearly than ever before that in 20 years from now, our children, both in the United States and our allies, will have no chance competing in a world where China has a drastic advantage of population over the U.S. Chalen wrote, quote, if the U.S. can't match the booming, hardworking population in China, then we have to win by being smarter, more efficient and forward leaning through agility, rapid prototyping and innovation. We have to be ahead and lead. We can't afford to be behind. I would have to agree, sir. I would have to agree. But how do we get those boys in Washington to pay attention? How do we get those boys in Washington to agree? Because you're right. We are seeing our future be destroyed in front of us. And we have feckless, inept losers in office allowing it to take place. They've they've surrendered us. I would have to agree. Top Pentagon official blows the whistle saying that Biden, that jabroni, has surrendered to China. I would have to agree. 
there's nothing else for me to say is I, I would have to agree wholeheartedly. And so the final clip I want to play for you guys, and I'll close out the show after this, is of the White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, saying that Biden wants to make a fundamental change, a fundamental change to the American economy, and that coming out of the, the pandemic is the perfect way to do it. She said the quiet part out loud. You're not supposed to tell them, but she did. Jen Psaki said the quiet part out loud. She told us outright, hey, no, Biden's collapsing the economy for a good reason. He wants to fundamentally change the American economy. He wants to make it more green. And if you haven't caught on, green is red. Green is communist red. The green agenda is communism. It's just changed a different color. Yeah, he wants to fundamentally change how America does business. He wants to ride the coattails of the pandemic and fundamentally change it into the green economy. She said the quiet part out loud. Let's listen. On an earlier question, you referenced Speaker Pelosi's press conference this morning. Yeah. It seemed like she somewhat backtracked from her message yesterday about what, you know, sort of path Democrats would need to take if there are fewer dollars. It seemed like she was indicating that programs, uh, fewer programs done well would be the preference, but then this morning said that uh, the first thing to go would be the timeline. So has the president given any sort of a, a push in, in either direction on this? This is all part of the discussion, and I, I will let you uh, convey or ask questions of Speaker Pelosi yourself. She's, a, as, as we see, saw this morning, more than capable of speaking on her own behalf. Um, but what she was conveying is that while it was the preference, her preference, the president's preference to have um, the initial package proposed, uh, what our focus now is on is uh, building a real tangible package that can become law and is going to make a transformational difference in people's lives. So I understand, and we all know why we're talking here about the size and, and the cuts. It's not a cut uh, just because someone once proposed something bigger on paper. It's not a It's not a bill or a policy that's going to change lives if nothing is passed. And that's what we're working through. There's a lot of ways to do that. And that's the discussion she's having with her caucus. And the president is, of course, playing a prominent role in. So the president doesn't prefer then one avenue or the other. The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy. And he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that. And if we don't do it now, if we don't address uh, the cost of childcare, to go back to Josh's question earlier, if we don't uh, address the climate crisis, if we don't ensure that universal pre-K is a reality now, uh, we're, we're not going to have the same opportunity to do it for some time. These are the same people that sat up there and lied to you for months. But the crazy thing is, is there's a kernel of truth in every lie. She just said the quiet part out loud. They're going to fundamentally change the economy and they're using the COVID-19 crisis as the vector point to do so. And that's where we are. That's what they're doing. They're telling you what the plan is. They're engineering a collapse so they can build back better. That's Agenda 21. It's Agenda 2030. It's the technocracy. It's the sustainable development, the scientific dictatorship. This is globalism. This is what's happening. This is our future. And that's why we can feel it at like a, a at, at, at almost like a 
molecular level, at like a subatomic level, at like an extraordinarily small level, we can feel it day by day. Shucks, I guess it would be like a genetic or like a spiritual or metaphysical level. We can feel it leaving. We can feel the freedom. We can feel the blessing. We can feel the grace. We can feel the hedge of protection just leaving us. All the stuff our forefathers fought for, the real rights we have being eroded and we're given fake rights. Like gender gender neutral toy aisles. Yeah, they're fundamentally changing something. That's for sure. What it'll look like, I don't know. Because everything can always look a certain way on paper in theory. But it's 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 here in reality. It's that practicality where rubber meets road, where things get a little bit crazier. And that's where we are. We're doing everything we can, again, to try to provide you guys with consistent, relevant, on-target news delivered directly to you. We also try to diversify the information as much as we can. I definitely miss the shows where we're able to have like guests on for hours at a time because this is the time that operations like ours are needed. We were made for a time like this because it's going to get hard. I'm not sure where we are in the cycle about how good we had it and about how rough it's about to get, but that's why all I can keep telling you guys is get storable goods, get prepared. You don't want to be, when you need it, you're already, that's already too late. Get it now while you can, because things are going to, they're not slowing down. I don't have the words. I don't have the information. I don't have the clips. I don't have the documents. I don't have the statements to tell you that it's not going to slow down. There will come a time too, where I will not be able to be here despite my hardest efforts. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to do everything I can until that point. And you need to, too. We need to get prepared. You need to get right with God. You need to get your house in order and you need to get prepared. You need to turn, you need to learn to, I'll say this and I'll start closing stuff out for you. I was talking with that lady just the other day, Miss Sanchez, man. And, you know, she, she said, I think that's one of the reasons. And she, she had said it. She said, I think that's one of the reasons why there's so much stuff coming out right now is because they're trying to figure out how to train people to tune out God. That's why I call, that's why it's Freedom Faction Noise Era. This is the Noise Era. God is speaking. He is trying to work with you. He is trying to listen to you. He is trying to get you to call out to him, to ask for clarity, to ask for grace, for ask for strength. But hey, guess what? There's a new show out on Netflix. Hey, guess what? The Mini Saints of Newark just dropped. Hey, guess what? They're coming out with a new Dune movie. Hey, guess what? Did you get your COVID pass? Okay, well, don't worry about this. Hey, guess what? Paramount Plus came out with a new Star Trek series. God is speaking right now. And this is why they are trying so hard to have us tune into the noise. We need to learn to tune into the signal. He's trying to reach out. Are you listening? Things are intensifying. And there will come a time where we can't rely on the new Netflix show or the latest Game of Thrones or the next Star Trek uh, uh, installment. We're going to have to learn to tune that type of stuff out and get closer to God because he's who's in charge of all of this. And he's who is allowing for it all to go down. And if you want to be where you need to be, you need to learn to listen. You need to learn to pay attention. You need to learn to pick up those signs instead of just picking up your phone, picking up your whatever, and just being distracted. The signs are there. The writing is on the wall. You have been given this eye. You have been given this strength, this discernment, and this courage, not for yourself, but to set a brush fire in the hearts and minds of others. 
They're trying everything they can to put folks back into a state of uh, passivity, a trance, and into a slumber. Don't do that. Now is the time to wake up. Now is the time to remain ever vigilant, to stay vigilant, because that is the true cost of freedom. It's like I said just the other day, the Satanists, the Luciferians, they'll have you believing that, oh, we're all about human empowerment and liberation and, oh, freedom, freedom, freedom. No, it's not. You get enslaved to your lower tendencies, to your mortal temporal shell. No, it's not. I'll tell you what true freedom is, faith in God. Saying, Jesus, take the wheel. I don't know where to go. That's true faith. Letting go. That's true freedom. Let him letting go. Being guided. That's the paradox. Is Satan offers you that free uh, that 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 satanic inverted trap when true freedom is being enslaved to God, being slave or being slave to God. We all have to think a little bit different these days, guys, moving forward. We don't have the luxury of laziness, ignorance, and foolishness. Not anymore. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction. And before I go, hey. Before I go, I have to say it one more time. Patreon.com forward slash noise era. Support this operation. Coffee.com forward slash noise era. I'll be sure to put the link for our My Patriot Supply storable goods in the description bar below, as well as a link to blue light blocking glasses and anti-EMF Wi-Fi shielding clothing. Now is the time to get prepared, guys, because when you need it, that's already too late. But like I said... Stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.